Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 32 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, C. Clumber Clumberson. <laughs> is that right? Nope. No. Restart. No. Do it over. C. Cumber Clumperson. Nope. Mm-hmm. Andrew, take it away. Uh, that's C. Clumby Clumberson. I was close. C. Clumby no. Clumberson. Not close enough. Um, we will talk about C. Clumby Clumberson later because it revolves around bug snacks and uh, that <laughs> <laughs> that was part of something that happened like an hour ago, two hours ago, a little bit ago. Um, regarding bug snacks, anyways, and video games. <laughs> this is already starting out pretty ranty. Joining me today is Adam, hello, Derek, hello, and Andrew. Me. The regular crew joining today. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. Hi. How are we doing? Good. Yeah? Yeah. Everyone have a good Thursday? Yeah. So far. Pretty uneventful. How was your date, Derek? How was my what? Your date? My date? Last week? Last week? Yeah, you didn't come because you were hanging out with your girlfriend last week. That's what you told us. Oh, oh yeah. We were <laughs> in uh, we were in Narragansett. That's right. Yeah. Very nice. That was that was fun. Uh, what did we do? You got phone calls about Smash characters. That's what you yeah. did. Didn't oh, answer. Uh, it was it was her aunt's sixtieth birthday. Whoa! Yeah. You were about to say thirtieth. I was like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, say that's a compliment. Birthday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Flattering so we were, her aunt. We were playing some yard games. So still oh. on topic. I love uh, I love ish. me some yard games. Yeah. We're not a yard games podcast, unfortunately. <sighs> we can do that after Eventually. our board game <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Eventually, we will make many subsidiaries of Game Sharks that just talk about different varieties of games. Exactly. Yard we'll have sharks. the Game Sharks network. Land Sharks. Land Sharks. Oh. There's just too many good ideas, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, you we're gonna card sharks, card, card games, card games, oh. <laughs> collectible trading card games. Oh God. <sighs> okay. Anyways, uh, we're gonna do the regular stuff. We're gonna talk about news today, like we always do. We have. Three emails oh, today. Wow. Oh shit! Uh, two of which are people who have never written in before. Oh, wait! Cool. I know who one of them is. Uh, but our main topic <laughs> for the day—it's going to be pretty fun. It is uh, the greatest sequels in video games. Correct. Uh, we will later on when we get into that topic, we'll define what we mean by sequel. But we're going to really go into—I don't know. There are some games that v- took whatever happened in the first game and then made a second game when it was. Chef's Kiss, and those are the games that we're going to talk about today. So, we're going to start, as we always do, though, with email. And our first email is from Derek. (laughs) Derek, for some reason, emailed the podcast after last week's episode after not being here, but is here today when I'm reading the email. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) Why Why didn't you just come on and say these things? Uh, I guarantee well, because it was old news at this point, so uh, I thought I'd I put it in an email. Yeah, I guarantee you, Derek, like a, wouldn't remember any of that. A shit. normal listener. A normal listener. All right, <laughs> Derek said, "Put Halo in Smash." <laughs> but what if they actually did? I remember I was so pumped when Snake was put in. I think he was my main for a while in Brawl. Was he? I was a big Snake main for a while. Yeah. Feel feel free to stop me and comment on your own email anytime, Derek. I'm trying to remember what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Derek says, how come Minda isn't in Smash? I feel like she could have a pretty cool kit. Obviously, she would be riding the back of Wolf Link. Their basic attacks could be Wolf Link biting and then side smash using her hand power. You could have a cool B move, too. 
Yeah, she's already in a cis trophy, but she'd be a much better character than Piranha Plant. Oh, I, I agree Trust with that. Trust me. We, we all agree with that <laughs> one. I have never in my life thought of taking a screenshot of timed puzzles in games and then figuring them out that way. That's genius, but I can see it taking the difficulty away from a game like Paper Mario. After hearing Jeff's thoughts, I definitely think I will pick it up, pick this one up. It says this on up. Oh, it says, it says I didn't spell check my email. <laughs> While I did enjoy the RPG mechanics in combat of the Thousand Year Door, I know I love the writing of a good Paper Mario game, and this sounds like a return to form. It is. It's it's really well written. Um, well, uh, as far as I am aware, the writing has always been good, even in the bad games. I never played them. Really? I like. I, I did. I don't. At least in Color games. Splash. I do not know anything about Color Splash or Sticker Star. I've heard the writing in Color Splash is still very good. Really? Yeah. That's I don't cool. know anything about Sticker Star other than that it's bad. I forgot that was a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That's the secret. Derek says, I don't think any character from your list will be in Smash except Chief. Yeah. I've, you don't think Crash Bandicoot's going to be in Smash? I don't think Crash Bandicoot's can, or Rayman or Paper Mario. And what was the fourth one? Did we have Waluigi on there? No. No, you didn't have Waluigi. Andrew wouldn't let a, gen- us. a Generation yeah. 8 Pokemon? A Gen 8, yeah, Gen 8 Pokemon. Uh, the, okay, maybe maybe a Gen 8 Pokemon. All right. I, what I would half agree with that. What would have been your contributions or your fighting uh, points? That's, a, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I thought of like six since last episode that I, I think could be on there. I think, and I, I think I told this to Andrew when we played disc golf this past weekend, was my idea was that we're going we might get a character that is a complete new IP yes. that Ooh. wouldn't come out. We wouldn't know about it until the game is announced, and then it would be like the last character or something like that. Do you think... Wouldn't it be cool if they announced the character in Smash first, and then you're like, who is like this? And then immediately character. they go into a trailer for whatever the game that character is from. Or yeah, a Smash original character. That would be nuts. That would be pretty cool. Uh, Pepsi both of those Man. Pepsi Man. <laughs> It'd be like the reverse of the, oh, wait, one more thing. You're watching the Smash trailer and like, oh, by the way, in case you were confused, yeah. this will explain some stuff. Um, also, Derek, in regards to your trivia, he we talked about it. His first question um, was, was incorrect. Was straight up wrong. Yeah. Um, it was the opposite of what he thought. Yeah. yeah. Like, we figured it out. Uh, and then his second question Whatever source he read the Pepsi Man thing from was the only source that said that. Yeah. <laughs> I could we could not find There's that anywhere else. There's a million results <laughs> that say they're not, and one result that said it is. It was like I think it was like Screen Rant or something. Yeah, always it was trust. Like they, oh, they always God. do those like trivia things. So <laughs> yeah, and it definitely I reread it, and it was like something like yeah, former employees talked about how they used to refer to it. You know, a group of like three employees yeah. to, referred to it as Pepsi Man because, and I was, and I was like, oh, this probably wasn't a great. I thought <laughs> it was like, oh, this everyone will know this because like Pepsi Man. Yeah, you and know, like this has got to be a well-known thing. Adam knocked over the mic. I'm not editing that out. That's my bad. <laughs> um, Mind yeah. hit the table. So bad, bad trivia. I did not do my research. I did ask you the day of. So. Yeah. To well, be fair. and to be fair, I did spend approximately zero effort <laughs> <laughs> doing it. So, um, at least he's honest. <laughs> the last thing Derek says is, in quotations, "This is good for you, Allison." To Jeff, every night. <laughs> that is something Allison said in regards to speaking into the microphone. Oh my god! Both of you made it sexual. <laughs> uh, I refrained from saying it on air. Yeah, smashing good cast, Derek. Thank you for the email, Derek. If you're out there, we really appreciate it. Right I wonder again. if they'll send another email. It's quite possible. <laughs> um, all right. Our next email comes from Steve, 
And it's in regards to an argument that Andrew and I had <laughs> at work, and he wants to get Adam and Derek's opinions on it, I think. And, Wait, uh, okay. like a, a, an unrelated argument to the Smash? Oh, no, it has episode? to do with Smash. All right, because okay. I was going to say, you mean the argument that persisted from last week's episode throughout <laughs> the last week? Yes. Yeah. Steve says, hello there, Game Sharks. Well, Andrew no longer has the worst Megabytes trivia segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, Steve, I appreciate the... the the consistency with the trivia name. So Jeff and Andrew know that I have brought up on I was brought up on sports radio and this was my favorite episode so far because of the arguing. <laughs> Steve is not the only person to say that. My brother said that he loved listening to us <laughs> argue. Yeah. <laughs> and Thanks, and after we both Andrew and I both listened to the episode afterwards and we both kind of agreed we just became hypocritical assholes just <laughs> making up <laughs> nonsensical yeah. points to try to one up each other and it, we like what we were saying was so irrelevant to what the initial statement and point was yeah it was pretty huh. funny we were trying to like jeff pulled up on his computer at work on two two different monitors yeah. two instances of the podcast and he like played one clip and then played a clip like five minutes later where i contradict myself and he was like <laughs> ha idiot <laughs> <laughs> and then andrew immediately went into defense mode and started to trying to defend his yeah point. so yeah it, it lasted like a good week yeah i mean also you guys barely needed me last week <laughs> Steve goes on to say, I wanted to call out Jeff for his Game Sharks podcast list actually just being Jeff's list. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff seemed to be the only host who came prepared with a list. So good job, Jeff. Yeah, he's not wrong. On yeah. that note, Jeff was quite hypocritical this episode, delaying trivia to think of an answer and saying Master Chief will be in Smash after saying there will only be one third-party character knowing you agreed on Crash Bandicoot. Oh, shit. Whoever that is. <laughs> Steve was the sleuthin'. Spelt B-A-N-D-A-K-O-O. -O. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Um... Also, we didn't say that there was only going to be one 30-party character. We said that uh, Andrew, we made an agreement for, Adam and I made an agreement for Andrew's sake that only Master Chief or Waluigi was going to be on there, and we held to that. <laughs> only did. one of them was on there. <laughs> so, uh, get uh, fucked, Steve. Well, I believe he's referring to when you were talking about what you thought the ratio of third to first party characters is going to be. I did say I think it was going to be more first party this time around, and we already have one first party, but... I don't remember what I said. I'm, I was gonna. I was saying more in regards to the first set, yeah. not necessarily like this was going to be majority first party. Yeah. I yeah. think we're going to get more than we did last time. Steve goes on to say, I still don't think Master Chief will be a DLC character. Oh, Steve, you're going to get a kick out of this, <laughs> uh, Derek. Master Chief is a prized possession of Microsoft and probably wouldn't let him go into Smash. You still can't play Halo on PlayStation or a Switch. While making Halo cross-platform content would be good for business, that does not seem to be the Microsoft way. Do you want to say anything yet? This is a pretty long Ooh. paragraph. No, I want to finish. I hear the whole thing. It appears that Microsoft's goal is to become a big is to become bigger by acquiring different companies, i.e., TikTok, Skype, LinkedIn, and GitHub. I found that Microsoft hadn't done much diversifying or sharing of products when I did my research. Jeff is going to make the argument that Microsoft just wants to make money, but Jeff is forgetting that the most important part: they want to make money, and for everyone else to not make money. Master Chief would be an awesome character, but I put his likelihood at 1%. <laughs> Need to remind you, you cannot play Persona 5 on any Nintendo That consoles. was the exact uh, uh, example that I thought of. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of other characters. And technically, Microsoft owns Banjo-Kazooie. They do. Yeah, they right. own Rare who owns Banjo. Yeah. So Microsoft owns Banjo, and Banjo is in so Smash. Microsoft's whole thing the last two years has been like... Hey, let's all be friends. They were the first person to have crossplay with Nintendo yeah, <laughs> for there, Fortnite. There are rumors that like 
Microsoft might just abandon consoles and just have Game pa- Xbox. Like Game, Game Pass, Pass as a service. As a service. It's going to be like Netflix. Have on your Switch or have on your your PS5 uh, or PS6 maybe at that point. They're, uh, yeah, so I, I think he's right in like some ways as Microsoft as a company, but Xbox Game Studios has kind of had its own brain away from like they've started to separate the Microsoft minds and the game studio like the Microsoft minds are the ones that designed the Xbox One and came out with like that uh, that E3 review reveal where everyone was like pissed off and like it has to be connected to the internet at all yeah, times like the Microsoft made the connect Xbox Game Studios or you know, like whatever they call themselves came up with Game Pass like yes clearly. There's now a that difference. Phil Spencer is in, in charge. There's there's different thinking there. So while I can see why he's associating Microsoft's business strategies with Xboxes, I don't. I think my Xbox is, is kind of become its own thing away from Microsoft. This was the ex- Andrew was there. This is the exact argument I had with Steve. Yep. Um. So Steve, I think you're just wrong. Also, you kind of contradict yourself by saying. Microsoft, uh, they don't want other people to make money and they kind of want to do their own thing when they're trying to get things like TikTok and Skype and LinkedIn. They're trying to broaden their horizons. So like going out and putting their name on as much stuff and like doing as much stuff as possible is what Microsoft wants to do. And it's like you were saying with the, the Xbox side of Microsoft, they're looking to be super friendly with other games, studios yeah. and do more in the gaming world. So Master Chief and Smash makes so much sense in my mind. Um, but it's not going to happen. <sighs> At this point, it's just a wait and see. Uh, Steve says, what about a character from a TV series or a movie? Maybe a character from Attack on Titan or Avatar? Nope. Best, nah. Steve. Uh, Sakurai himself has said, we are only going to be putting video game characters in. No Goku. Yep. I know Goku. Uh, anytime there is an online poll of like, what Smash? What character do you want to be in Smash? Goku pops up a lot. Goku and Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> Goku Shrek. and Shrek. SpongeBob. <laughs> I see sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, the last thing he says. P.S. Andrew, write out notes and bring them with you. He did that today. Um, before we go on to our next email, we're gonna go to a text that my brother sent me. In regards to the last episode okay. of the podcast, it's uh, basically if he had an email, but he texted me instead because he is a butt. Right. Um, he thought it was fun. Uh, he could tell we were all getting frustrated. He's a bit perplexed why Master Chief is considered a complete no-go, but uh, he says he's not that up-to-date on gaming culture. Uh, and I said, are you aware of who Master Chief is? To which my brother replied, duh, he's super fucking popular. <laughs> and I said, okay, so I'm not crazy. He said, no, they've been trying to make a Halo movie for years. And then I said, uh, Andrew's too young uh, for when Halo was the most popular thing in video games. To which he replied, that's true. Halo was the only game for a few years. It defined a whole era. So um, I think Derek can. I know how popular it is. You just got into that hypocritical argument. Uh, style of it didn't matter of what the, of the Vanoss family yes yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you for texting me Matt uh, our last email I don't know if you know about this Derek but is from an old Ragnarok teammate and an old friend of yours 
Allie. Oh, Allie emailed. Nice. Allie emailed us saying, what's up? This is your old Ragnarok teammate. Ragnarok was a ultimate team that Derek and I played on and Andrew played for one year. It's come up on the show before. He says, have you tried playing Fall Guys? I've never (laughs) been a huge fan of Battle Royale games, but I think Fall Guys is so dumb and ridiculous that it really stands out. Also, I think it's free on PlayStation Plus. A little annoying that it is not cross-play yet. Have you guys played Fall Guys yet? Haven't gotten the chance. No, but I've seen some gameplay and my God. I I did play it. What do you I think? I played it a little bit yesterday. It is really fun. It looks stupidly fun. Uh, I can see it being really really fun with like a full group of like four people. To, yeah. <clears throat> to like just because the shenanigans. Put in the hat. And yeah, uh, I mean, I don't need to put in the hat. I'll I'll just play it. Yeah, me too. But um, yeah, it's I can see it getting shallow quickly. Losing its fun if they don't like keep mixing it up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many. I feel like I've already started to see like repeats of of events or whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I played like six matches or something like that. Wow. Um, Did you win? No, I got really close one time. <laughs> um, oh god, it was so frustrating. I had. Uh, I'll talk about it when we talk about. Or no, I'll talk about it right now. Yeah, talk uh, about it now. So one of the things is. Um, like one of the, like the events is there's like someone has a tail and okay. there's like a couple versions of it. There's like a like depending on when it's like pulled during the process. If it's like there's still like forty people left, it's teams. Four t- there's four teams and whatever yep. team like the teams that have the most tails still attached to them like move on. Uh, but if when it's you're down to the last like nine or ten, it's solo and you have to run around and try to steal the tail off of one person. There's like one person has a tail, so it's like you know uh, cat and mouse yep. or whatever. Um, and I had the tail with five seconds to go and I'm running around, running around and the timer went to zero and someone grabbed it from me and I lost. I was so frustrated. I was like, no, like I, I I stood up and said, no, (laughs) (laughs) my girlfriend was like, what, what are you doing? I'm like. I I almost want like she's like that sounds dumb. <laughs> like, I I don't know how to. Explain it is dumb. Funny. That's why it's fun. But it, I'm yeah. not sure if you know what it is, Adam. But this is what Fall Guys is. It's, it's basically like a Fortnite meets Wipeout. Yeah, it's like a human fall it's flat. It's a Japanese game show. I don't know how many people are playing at once. Sixty. Sixty I think people. The, the people. Yeah. And yeah. you're these weird <laughs> amorphous blobs with like bad center of gravity. Yeah. Trying to go through obstacle courses, and it's basically a last man standing. That looks uh, pretty fun, actually. It's yeah. apparently really goofy and really entertaining. And uh, the thing that I like the most is I've always seen a clip of the false walls. Mm-hmm. So at one part of the obstacle course, you'll run up and there will be, what, five blocks. Uh, like, it's a wall yeah. with cutouts with blocks in them. Mm-hmm. And only one of them is a real wall. So all of the little dumb looking people <laughs> yeah, run and they jump into the wall and they smack into the wall and fall over. But like 10 of them will jump into the wall at the same time because they're like in the same area. Uh, but then you'll see one group just jump through the wall and fly <laughs> through the boxes, and it's just because they're they're like weeble wobbles. They they wobble, but they don't fall down. Remember those? No, nope. you're definitely no. I know weeble wobble. I, I think yeah, we weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah, that might that was like just on the edge of our age bracket. Uh, it's like a weird Disney show. Or what PBS no. show? It was just something. a toy. No, it was a show too. What? I think. I don't remember any I think show. It was a show. Anyway, so this is what Fall Guys is, Adam. Um, I would definitely be down to play it if you guys, uh, like, on a yeah. weeknight, just say, hey, let's go. Because I know it's on PS Plus, but I don't have PS Plus. So I would just buy it. It was probably, like, 20 bucks. But you have to have PlayStation Plus to play it. Uh, can we just get it on 
on yeah, Steam then. Just ask Jin to get it's like PS twenty dollars. It's not bad. Oh, Jin might have PS Plus. I might just be able to play through Jin's account. Um, That's also true. You could probably do that. <laughs> um. So, uh, oh, this is getting a lot of comparisons to Rocket League. Yeah. Because Rocket League also got its start as a free PS Plus yeah. game and then blew up and it's still insanely popular. Um, and that's kind of a very generic concept, rocket cars playing soccer. But they've managed to add and keep uh, changing it enough to keep it fresh and popular. Yeah. So, I'm thinking Fall Guys can probably do a similar thing. Yeah. I, mean, I could definitely see it. It's definitely a game like made for like what the current state of live service games are, where mm. it's like there's monetization, but it's like in skins only. Yeah. Um, and they can like they do battle like there's a battle pass, but I think it's free technically. I bet this game will be um, free to play at some point. It's not now. No, it's, no unless you have PS Plus. It's technically yeah. twenty dollars, I think. Yeah. What? Um, but it like. It, like they're clearly it's gonna so it's gonna have seasons and yeah, I'm yeah. sure throughout seasons they'll add new stages or whatever and it it'll probably have like a nice long it the the thing I think I like about it most most is it's like the thrill of the battle royale but in a like funny lighthearted but I don't have to be good way. at shooting yeah no you just have to be good at goofy platforming yeah or just messing with people like, like you can have fun not trying and just go like fucking with people yeah. yeah i can't confirm i just checked it is 20 bucks on steam yeah. okay cool it, it's the breath of fresh air the genre on steam? needed I think. yeah yeah on steam on steam yeah on steam yeah let's play on steam cool let's do it okay we're gonna play fall guys uh ali has one other question he says also what movie has had the best video game tie-in i think speed racer for the wii is a contender wrong answer i Regards. knew that was gonna be his answer <laughs> uh, i didn't even know they made a speed racer for the wii is yeah. it tied in with the live action movie uh yes yeah Interesting. Did you ever play it with him? Uh, yeah, and it was stupid fun. He also <laughs> like unequivocally loves that movie, uh, like a lot. Like he too much. Uh, probably not. I mean, maybe a little too much. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I can't say because I also adore that movie. I think yeah. it's just so. It's like, cool. Dumb. It's stylish. And, fun, and it's definitely like one of those movies that it, like I can see how. People don't like it, but it's like such a great love letter to the show mm. in like a live action form. I don't know. I, I I love it. It's one of my favorite movies to watch for no reason. Um, when I I had brought this question up to you guys, so you had a chance to think about it before the podcast. Uh, the example Derek gave was the the one I was thinking of. Spider Man Two, uh, kind of defined uh, open world travel in video games and like set a bar of like, hey. Make traveling your video in your video games fun, and it that was the staple probably until um, the new Spider-Man came out. Um, is that game so fun? I would spend hours just swinging around the city, not even doing anything, just because it felt so good. And then obviously there was the story tie-in with Doc Ock and all that stuff, and saving random civilians. <laughs> that game was really fun. I played that a bunch. What do you guys got? You know, a game I played a bunch. Shrek 2. I was going to say Shrek 2. I remember us all playing Shrek 2 when we were younger. I've 100% of that game a few times. A few times. Uh, Yeah, that's just like a 3D brawler, right? Basically? Yeah, kind of. It's like a beat-em-up. It's it's a good game. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. I played it. Last time I played it, I was like eight years old. You 100% of it several times before you were eight? Yeah. Wow. Maybe maybe it is an exaggeration of how young I was. (laughs) But I was very young. What about you, Adam? What are your thoughts? I don't know why, but remember, like when there, like every DreamWorks movie had a video game that mm-hmm. goes with it. For whatever reason, in my grade that year, 
the game to be playing was the one that went with Over the Hedge. Over the... Over wait, the really? I think I remember that. There was a video game that went with it, and for whatever reason, that's the first thing that popped into my head. For whatever reason, among my class, that was like the best game that came out that year among fourth graders. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I might have played that with you. It's like the animals were like the exterminator from the movie was like the main villain. He was like mind controlling other critters and you ran around whacking them with like random sports equipment <laughs> and like like scavenging snacks. It was it was really fun for some reason. But that was back in the era where like every DreamWorks movie got a video game like Kung Fu Panda got one. Yeah, uh, I played the Kung Fu Panda game. Yeah, like every DreamWorks movie just got a game. Didn't Shrek DreamWorks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was back in that era where every Kids movie also got a video game release. Uh, what about you, Derek? Uh, so, my favorite, um, and it, I I feel like I uh, can't like talk shit about Ali Living Speed Racer because I also feel the same way he feels about Speed Racer about this movie slash tie-in game, The Italian Job. <laughs> <laughs> there was an Italian job. There game? was an Italian. Yeah, for the for the reboot, the reboot or the remake or whatever that came out in like 2002. There was an Italian job game that had like a slight open world aspect, but also you like drove around, like did missions based on the movie. And I loved that game so much for like no reason. And I think it like because I just liked <laughs> driving games. Yeah. And that like I didn't even see the movie. I was like like eight when the movie came out and I hadn't, hadn't even seen the movie. And so I like fell in love with that game and then the movie because of it. It's like, I've seen the movie like 30 times because of the game, because of the game. I didn't even know there was for the longest time. There was an original Italian job because I like, so you didn't the know the only Italian job I cared about was the one with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's safe to say the correct answer is Goldeneye. Yeah. I was just going <laughs> to say, I think someone will murder us if we don't bring up Goldeneye. So, uh, just because it, uh, it was it's the grandfather of first person shooters on yeah. console. There was a long time that I didn't know Goldeneye. I didn't make the connection that Goldeneye was a movie tie-in, and I just thought that it was a, a game. Oh, just a James Bond yeah, game. I didn't yeah, know, I didn't yeah. know it was a James Bond game. Hmm. I just I was like, oh, Goldeneye, that's a game. I mean, it makes sense too, because like all the ones that follow up after that are not movie tie-ins in any way. They're yeah. like their kind of own thing until like the um until like the Daniel Craig movies came out. Then they started doing movie tie-ins again. Hmm. But um, yeah. Goldeneye, it's a classic. All right. Well, thank you for emailing us, Allie. I appreciate it, and it's good to hear from you. Okay, let's move on to our news. We're almost we're at like almost a half hour in already. It's Three be, emails, baby. It's gonna be a long one. Halo Infinite multiplayer is free to play. That's ridiculous. That's big. Yeah. That's that says a lot about what their intent for this game is. That's Derek, give me your thoughts because you you love Halo as much as I do. I I think this is something that Call of Duty should have done like three years ago. Mm -hmm. Is just make a free 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 to play multiplayer that gets like updated every year and then like have a campaign. Just have it be it's Call thing. of Duty. Oh my God, it's called Halo Infinite. It, this is going to be Halo that they're just going to update forever. Right. Wow, that makes so much sense now. Okay. Uh, yeah, Call of Duty did the opposite. Uh, was that two years ago? With Black where, Ops 4? Where it was just a multiplayer they game? They just came oh, out with yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, Everyone was really mad that there was no campaign in, in Black Ops 4. They seem to be maybe going that route with Warzone being standalone mm -hmm. and uh, free-to-play standalone. Yeah. And that the idea is that they – or they think is that – like, the next they're Black not, Ops there's not going to be a new Battle Royale 
in in six months when the new Call of Duty comes out, they're just gonna it, keep... it's just gonna be a big Warzone update, and okay. it'll bring in the assets or whatever from yeah. this new Call of Duty, and then there'll be a drop of. I I mean hope I'm guessing it you know there'll be a drop of multiplayer and campaign but I would hope yeah. that they would they just gotta just separate it all out. Well, I've heard that the the next Black Ops game is like definitely gonna have a campaign yeah, at least yeah. due to like the the backlash. Mm. Uh, I think it'd be cool if they like if, Bla- if they just made Black Ops a campaign game. Right, and then like yeah, just make them multi. Halo is doing the right thing, I think. Absolutely, I'm. This has me so excited. Are you gonna play Andrew uh, Halo with us, Andrew? Not at all. It is free. <laughs> Game that of the year. That hasn't stopped me before. Fortnite's free. You got yeah. You played Fortnite before. Yeah, one time. Yeah, you play Halo one <laughs> time. time. It'll be on PC, so you don't have to worry about Xbox controller controls. It'll be great. Anyways, we'll Adam, play Halo if with us. I might give if it a Master shot on Chief PC. Gets you Smash, I'll play it. All right, deal. I, I suck at shooters when it's on a controller, but with uh, with the PC, I think I might be able to keep up. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, obviously, I think there will be a battle pass. That's how they're going to make mm-hmm, their money. Mm-hmm. I will. This will be the first like battle pass that I will probably buy every season and play every season because you know Halo is very important to me. Um it's not bad. Think of all the cool different customizable armor and and icons and stuff. Oh yeah imagine (laughs) Halo I can't imagine it. I I think what they're gonna do with the multiplayer is they're gonna go back to the Halo roots have very well developed symmetrical maps where you're the the bat like points of battle around the sniper spawn and the rocket spawn I think they're going to put so much time and detail into create, creating very good multiplayer and maps like uh, The Pit and what are some other really good Halo? Um, Guardian. Guardian. Uh, Ooh. Uh, Narrows, the, the yeah, bridge. Yeah. yeah. Um, stuff like that. I think they're – I have high hopes for the multiplayer. I think the campaign will probably be fine, uh, but multiplayer. I'm really, really excited about this. Um. All right. Nintendo came out with a free update, update eight point one for Smash Brothers, and they just dropped a new stage called Small Battlefield. Hell yeah! This is huge. Yeah, this is pretty big. This you may think this is not like a big yeah, I don't thing. Think In fact, it is a small battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really, really big. Because Sakurai tweeted talking about it, and the reason they put this out is because they want more st- like competitive stages. So it is okay. a it's a bi platform. The other only other legal bi platform bi platform meaning two platforms is Pokemon Stadium Two. But this is different from Pokemon Stadium Two because the main stage underneath the platforms is smaller, and the blast zones are shorter. So it is it is adding a new competitive stage that is different than all the other ones that we currently have Mm -hmm. and that's crazy because every dlc character they put a stage out with has had something preventing it from being a competitive stage because generally all of those stages need to represent things from those series and therefore come with a lot of gimmicks yeah which is spiral mountain twisting around which is fine because i think there already are plenty of competitive stages yeah in this game with a hundred fucking stages and there's nine competitive legal stages do they not only play on final destination and competitive no No. that's just a meme yeah (laughs) The, the stage list is Pokemon Stadium 2, Battlefield, Final, Final Destination, Destination, Yoshi's Story, Yoshi's Island, Lilat, Smashville, Town and City, Town and City, Kalos. Kalos. Yep. That's, that's at least the, the list that we play on. Yes. Sometimes other rule sets right. will include stages like Unova Pokemon League, back in the early days of, of Ultimate, WarioWare, Castle Siege. But that's the problem with, with competitive Smash in general is a lot of the personalities 
and and people who make the decisions are very childish in nature so they are really quick to ban away and and get rid of anything that is even a little bit that yeah. they don't like for example warrior Wear is such a small stage with the blast zones that everyone there are a lot of people who are advocating for warrior Wear because like i said you have this game with 100 stages and there's less than 10 of less than 10 percent of them are legal right right and it's like so many people are unwilling to test out warrior Wear and other stages because of its of its difference uh, i think i think warrior Wear is banned because esam can kill people at zero percent with back airs as pikachu yeah well that's a that's a different very specific example but then if that's the case just ban warrior Wear. yeah against pikachu yeah in yeah it, during the stage strike process not as a as a whole yes um so this is a really big deal like i said because sakurai intentionally the only thing in this update yeah. was this map and fixes to online yes so they made it so that huge one v one online runs smoother a lot of people uh they went and dug into the net code and they say that they took two frames of lag off like universally okay, wow. and then there are other people saying that there's some other connection thing that's taking another three frames off so in some instances it's up to five frames less lag online which it, is a lot yeah that's pretty crazy for a fighter fighting game that's in that is a huge difference and um, it's a huge move for nintendo who we previously yeah. thought would not even touch the online so yeah do you think they're doing this because of the past events in the Smash Competitive League, and it could be them thinking maybe we need to take this seriously and kind of create a better and safer space for competitive Smash? I think part of it is because of COVID and all the tournaments are currently online and how okay. much shit Nintendo gets uh, for having one of the worst, worst online yeah. fighting games ever. The um, worst online platform ever. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> quite literally. So it, the, this gives that random Stadia. Hope. I don't technically think Stadia because they don't develop games. But as an online service, on I see where you're going with that. <laughs> but I, I specifically meant like multiplayer games. Yeah, like no, I, every yeah. Nintendo multiplayer. Oh yeah, no, the Smash terrible. Online specifically yeah. is awful. Stadia Stadia is pretty good. It's just awful. So yeah, it. I guess. Yes, not as bad as Stadia, but I would consider Stadia its own category of bad. Yeah, yeah, that's like completely. <laughs> so what I'm getting out of this because I don't know as much about the competitive Smash as you guys do. So pretty much any stage that could potentially have even a slight problem, people don't want to even bother with. Yeah. yeah if well, this is barring all forms of stage hazards. Anything on the stage that can move you or do damage to you or like. In or basically interrupt the match in any way that is not your, the two players inputting a command that is deemed a stage hazard and is illegal. Also, uh, any stage that has uh, sections of it that you can camp on, so Corneria, yep, because any, you can go down right, below. Any yeah, stage yeah. that has walk-off blast zones where you can literally walk and then die. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's no falling to your death. It's only to the side. Yeah. So then, so, in, so then, yeah, it is pretty big that they're just adding in a stage that looks like it has the sole purpose of this being is, yeah, competitive. The sole purpose of this stage is for competitive Smash Bros, which That's, is a huge deal. And and with the the online one v one changes, th that shines a ray of hope that Nintendo is going to finally start taking this seriously and working on it. Because, like I was saying, they've been getting ridiculed for since the game came out about how terrible since Smash Four. Yeah. How terrible brawl. brawl. How terrible their online plus years services. Of this. <laughs> um so I mean at least this shows that they 
can. Yes. It's not a can oh, that they had They've always been able to, and we've known that. The problem is Nintendo is just so culturally blind to this type of thing. And they've shown unwillingness to listen to the competitive Smash community forever. So, yeah, this is really exciting um, as avid Smash Bros. player that Andrew and I are. We're very, very excited that yep. Nintendo and Sakurai are finally kind of doing something doing something for the competitive scene, which is really, really cool and exciting. Uh, right, Nintendo also announced Pikmin 3 Deluxe. We did it. It's, That's another game. Coming to something. Nintendo Switch on October 30th. It's not Pikmin 4. It's a Wii U port, but it's something. Have you guys played Pikmin 3? Oh, yeah. Nope. I started it. And I never finished it. Oh, I loved that game. It that was game one was of my awesome. favorite Wii U games. It's actually the only Pikmin game I've played. It is also the only Pikmin game oh. I've ever played. I own Pikmin 1 and 2 for the GameCube. But it didn't. Elf. That I got game. that for free because of uh, Jeff's oh, Mario yeah. Kart 8 code. That's right. The free Jeff, game? Jeff, yeah, Jeff was like, I already own all of these games that I would want to play, so I got two. That's what I, That's how I got Pikmin 3. Yep. Oh, really? And then I just didn't. I didn't play it. I it's real good. Also had like a love hate relationship with Pikmin. I think at that point, because <laughs> I did play both Pikmin one and Pikmin two on the GameCube, mm-hmm. and like just never, never gave the games a chance. Mm. So I recently replayed Pikmin one, uh, I guess like three years ago now. <laughs> and like I was like, okay, yeah, this game. I should have given this game a chance. This game is awesome and it's a ton of fun. So I am definitely going to probably pick that up because really? I don't ever feel like plugging in my Wii U again. Yeah, yeah I guess that's Agreed. valid. <laughs> but I don't even have mine anymore. That game is $60, though. It's going to be $60 at lunch, but it's going to have... Which uh, is an absolute Nintendo move. It's going to have all of the updates and whatnot in yeah. it. Uh, yeah. It's going to be like the full final version of Pikmin 3. Yeah, did you see that they removed the DLC and... Uh, or the I don't know if it's the game itself, but they removed at least the Pikmin 3 DLC from the Wii U shop. They making it, really? the whole game. Making it unobtainable, yeah. Yeah. That's... The Insane. DLC is now unobtainable for Wii U. Huh. But I'd like to see like people were complaining like, like why would you do that? What you know why it's like, like wh- why make who would who's gonna go buy it? I'm curious to see what the download metrics are for the Wii U eShop currently. Yeah, right. Two maybe a week. Like I don't know who I don't know dude. who out there if you're listening and you still play your Wii U. Why haven't you gotten a Switch? Why haven't you gotten a Switch yet? <laughs> hey man, some people sometimes the Switch is out of stock. Fair enough. I know a lot of yeah. people who have played Breath of the Wild on Wii U. Derek did. Yeah. Did you? I did. I played Breath of the Wild on Wii U. Yeah. That's why I didn't yeah. like it. It was backwards. That makes sense. Wait, is it? Are them? Is it switched? Or is no, it the you're thinking of uh, Twilight, Twilight Princess. Princess. <laughs> That's the one. I know Twilight Princess is. Where's the, Where's the desert for you in Breath of the Wild? What part of the map? It's to the uh, to the right, to the left. Oh, I was gonna say. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's bottom left. Yeah. yeah. No, I think they got rid. I think they didn't do the mirrored map on this one because they did they did the reason they did the mirrored map was because, was because most left people are right-handed yeah yeah and link is technically left-handed mm-hmm. correct um i'm only gonna get this game if they're if it's i'm not playing anything around its release window and i highly doubt that's yeah. gonna happen there's gonna be so many games yeah when's it coming out again october 30th yeah there's got to be something else oh, yeah. coming cyberpunk that. i don't know everything's coming Assassin's out in november Creed. so there might be just enough true time. but then, you know there might be like nintendo's given us nothing nah, well they're not going to release it around this you know true so crash oh, 4 but still i mean crash 4. so do you guys think we're going to be seeing more ports like this or the only two notable ones left are super mario 3d world and xenoblade chronicles x and Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess yeah, HD. Yeah, I yes, guess they those need two. to bring those. I, to but those Switch. are already ports. I know, but they're, they're, they're going to have port. <laughs> if they put Wind Waker HD, I will buy it. I will <laughs> play it again. Yeah. 
like it's on all HD. four of our top five games. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Does that make anything. Wind Waker our collective ga- best game. game of all time as a as a unit? It's not our best games list. It was our favorite games list. Uh, okay, the Game Shark's favorite game of all time. It's, it's definitely uh, it's on the between list. Between that and Hollow Knight. Yeah. I don't think Hollow Knight was on my list. So I don't Wind think Waker. it was on my list either. It was in it's Wind Waker then. Yeah. It, it's got to be it's Wind our Waker. our favorite game of all time. Um, all right. Before we go on to our next piece of news, I'm going to put the final nail in the coffin of Steve's Microsoft argument. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that would be Cuphead. Which was a oh yeah an yeah. Xbox exclusive. Own exclusive game that they chose to put on Nintendo Switch, just came out to PlayStation Four last week. Yep. It's on Tesla. Yeah. You can play Cuphead on your Tesla car. On, uh, your, on your car? Yeah. It, on the display monitor in the car, you can play. The car Cuphead. has a display monitor. Yeah. yeah. My car's from '97. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, Steve, Microsoft. Uh, it's like I still love manual windows. <laughs> Microsoft plays nice these days, so Master Chief for Smash. All right, Cuphead for Smash. Cuphead's in Smash. He's a nice. he's a costume. He's a, he's a costume. <laughs> the sadness uh, in his voice. <laughs> so while Microsoft plays nice, Sony doesn't, and Spider Man is going to be an exclusive character to the PlayStation yes. Four for yes, Marvel's Avengers. And there's a bit of a, a little bit of backlash for this. People are not happy because people really like Spider Man. And not everybody's yeah. going to play this game on PS4. Yep. Um, yeah. I've always hated exclusive things, Ex- just in general. Exclusive things on that level. That hey, too. There's a difference if, like, this is like a really bad comparison, but like Pokemon games, right? They're exclusives, but there's different exclusives. The gener- Okay, the in- Pokemon exclusives I get, because yeah. the point is to force you to go and interact with other but people. I mean, like, with other games, you know, if usually if you see an exclusive, that means there's someone to mirror it on the other console or something else. Like, you get this on PC, this like, if you play like on Soul Xbox. Calibur 2. Exactly, but with this, it's very clearly favoring PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, it's because PlayStation owns Insomniac, who owns the rights to the Spider-Man, Spider-Man video games. Yeah. Um, I mean... And Sony also owns the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah, oh, yeah, for the yeah. movie purposes. That's right. So they just have Spider-Man. They have Spider-Man by the... By the balls. I was trying to think of a spider... By the... By nut, the, the joke. By the by the net? By the web. By the sack. By the web sack. They got uh, Spider-Man by the sack. Oh <laughs> the web sack. Uh, okay, anyways, uh, but, yeah, what are our oh, thoughts I thought on you this? The nut like, sack. <laughs> oh, God. That's the joke. I mean, I was thinking, like, if you're going to do that... Like knowing, like if it's probably some kind of business nonsense, like oh, we own Spider-Man, so you can only put him on PlayStation. Why not make another character that you don't want to get on the other console? I'm like, why I not th- keep it even? I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we hear about that over time. But the but only they already other confirm that he was the only exclusive character as of now. Um, there's been I don't know if you guys remember, but a while ago there was I don't know if it was a rumor or if it was pseudo announced, but a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Or that um, that was, that was good. Like a Telltale yeah, game. Telltale yeah. version. Yeah. No, there's another oh, one. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be on Xbox. So like, if that ever eventually comes along, you could maybe get Star Lord yeah, as if, a if Star Lord is a PC as, exclusive for Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, as like a Microsoft. See, here's the thing: I don't think they it will happen because Microsoft isn't doing exclusivity deals anymore. That's true because they they're playing do. nice, Steve. Yeah, they they're not like doing shit like like yes, they're buying developers and things like that, but they're not like the, you know the reason. Uh, the, first of all, it was Microsoft that started all of this back in two thousand and eight with Call of Duty. 
and their exclusivity rights with Activision. They Xbox got all the maps for oh, yeah. Modern Warfare mm-hmm. 2. All the DLC actually, came out, what, like a month early? It might have been Modern or Warfare was it a 3. Week? It was like a month early, I yeah. think, to to Call of Duty. And then and when then, the PS4 came out, they switched to PlayStation. Yeah, Call of they they didn't keep that up and so or P- PlayStation came in with a better offer for Activision or whatever and now it's switched to PlayStation and they that's why they've kind of like taken over in this exclusivity thing cuz it was like they were the ones that were butt hurt for <laughs> 6 years. <laughs> yep. I I think that we could see this deal reversed. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's it's one of those things that's like, um, like a, um, what's the word? Like, it's an old school tactic used by these video game companies to like goad you into buying your console. And I uh, don't see. I see like that. I think it's a thing that's tr- kind of going away. Like I don't think there's one for the current Call of Duty with PlayStation. Maybe there is. I don't I'm not know because sure. every all the DLC is free. So, uh, but so I could see with if there's enough backlash that they might drop this, and or it might end up being like a timed exclusive. So the problem is Sony has historically dragged their feet as long as possible on yep. doing things that's good for the gaming community, like uh, cross with crossplay in Fortnite. They had to like be threatened for people being like, "Yeah, we're not going to play on your system anymore." Until uh, that, then that's when they eventually brought crossplay on. But in general, they they won this generation. PS4 was the biggest right, console right. for sure, and it's tracking that PS5 will also continue to be the the place to play video games for the next generation. So I don't Stadia baby. So the way. That Sony has been in the past, at least this past generation, they don't want to play nice. They want to keep their lead, and I think that they're gonna just keep their Spider-Man, and that's it. Because you, more people are gonna have a PS4 than are gonna play on Xbox, so we win in the end. You know? Yeah. That's how it seems like it's gonna be. I don't know. I don't see them yielding on that. I I could see it happening. They don't- I don't know if it. Well, I don't know if it'll happen before Spider-Man is released. It could happen six months after Spider-Man is released, and they end up, it ends up being like a timed timed deal. Well, they eventually buckled and let the third Spider-Man MCU movie happen. So yeah, that's true. Even though yeah, uh, one of the things I was gonna compare it to is this happened with Destiny. Um, is Sony signed exclusive deals with Activision, and on a couple of them, on the, the first time there was like it's it's Sony exclusive until this date. And then, like the other, t- the other, the other, the second time or third time it happened, there was no end date, and people are like, "When are we getting this? When are we getting?" You know, like Xbox users, and uh, like it ended up affecting PC users too. It was mm-hmm. like, "When are we getting this? When are we getting this?" And there was no communication, and eventually, it was just like, "Okay, yeah, it's we're gonna get it next month," because like there was it, there was some. You know, like there was a deal, and it's kind. It's going to be, I think, one of those things where it's going to be a deal until Sony says, "Okay, now get you can give them." You know, we've got, we've had our fun. Um, I don't think it'll just be. Yeah, I, I don't see Spider-Man never being available in this Avengers game, especially if the game ends up not being that great, um, or maybe people won't care if the game's not that great. Have you have you <laughs> heard it, uh, the hands-on preview that a lot of press got? recently no so people are really liking it really yeah people are that's good news yeah they're like this is actually really fun it's doing the destiny thing but the fact the 
it's the care and attention to the Marvel world and the Marvel lore and all yeah. the nods to everything small. The same reason people love the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah, is because right, right. everything has little nods to everything. And apparently they're doing very well with that in this game. So, uh, and it's mm. it feels pretty decently fun to play. Um, yeah, you can go... Uh, every outlet has their own uh, beta preview okay. and like their opinions on it. But from what I've heard so far, people are really into it. Um, so I, I think it will be more of a success than we initially thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Lastly, the most recent PlayStation State of Play happened earlier today. Um, Three hours ago. So we'll run down this. There isn't anything absolutely crazy in here. Um, first thing we saw was stuff from Crash Bandicoot 4. Mm-hmm. It looks real cool. It looks not like visually it looks really nice. Um, I liked a lot of the gameplay stuff they were showing too. Yeah. Uh, I know it, you're not a fan of Crash Bandicoot. It's a Bandicoot 3D pl- platformer. Um, I'll, I'll give this one a shot. Because, you know, why not? It's about time. It's it about is about time. time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the You can play as the female character through the whole thing. What's her name? Coco. 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 Uh, Derek, you didn't see the trailer, right? No, I didn't. You can play as Dingo Dial. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah. Why would they make him a playable character? I don't know. Why not? What they said, it, the, the guy in the trailer literally goes, yes, I, w- I will say that again. You can play <laughs> as Dingo Dial. <laughs> Is oh okay. dude, All right. it looks hmm. it's sick. It's awesome. You play as Cortex in some of it. I I figured okay, Cortex makes sense, but Dingo Dial. <laughs> I don't know who Dingo Dial. Is. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the top Recurring. half of a Dingo, bottom half of a crocodile. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like a crocodile from Australia who just likes to say the word Dingo. No, no. he's a part Dingo, part, part Dial. He's part Dingo. Just, part just look him up. He's fun. Dial. <laughs> dingo Dial. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up what Dingo Dial looks like. Yeah, you can play as Dingo Dial. There's uh, all the new masks something. do different stuff that mm. it helps you interact with the world. Like there's one that works <laughs> Pretty much kind exactly of like some of the Mario Galaxy mechanics where you spin and it okay, like yeah, flips something. Yeah. It's like, like it's like yeah, you spin in midair and then it'll it'll um it'll change certain blocks to form. Oh, okay. Cool. And then uh, and mm. and stuff like that. And then they they showed off uh, inverted mode, which is really cool it looks it's basically like once you beat the game you unlock inverted mode you can play through all the levels again but they're tweaked in different ways where instead of like sometimes it'll put a level underwater or Mm -hmm. it'll like flip the level the level's camera its perspective and it'll add different things like there's one where the entire level is is white black and white and you are like spinning paint onto the level whoa yeah watch the trailer it looks i'll have to watch the trailer it looks awesome pretty cool yeah um i liked everything they were showing yeah i i was pleasantly surprised so i'll probably end up playing it um, Hitman Trilogy is coming to PSVR. Andrew, is PSVR still bad? Yep. All right, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Braid is getting an anniversary edition. They increased the pixel ratio by nine. So for every one pixel in the original game, they now have nine pixels. So it's, everything looks much sharper. Here's a little image right here to kind of show you the comparison of what oh, it whoa, used to look whoa. like to what it looks like now. Yeah, that is much sharper. Um, I think the coolest thing here is that they're releasing... A director's commentary for, for the game. For Braid? So yeah. I would love to see that going forward because it's just going to be the people who made the game talking about... So the one guy that they, made Braid? Uh, I think it's a couple people. No, it was just one guy. Is it? Yeah. When they were talking here, it was maybe there was a couple people in there. Cause when I watched Indie Game the movie, it was only one guy. Oh, weird. Maybe more people wa- worked on the, on, on the enhancement or the anniversary edition. Um, but I would love to see more video games do that. I love yeah. listening to commentaries and like some of my f- all-time favorite movies. Uh, so playing some of my all-time favorite games with a, a yeah. commentary, commentary on it would be so cool. I would love cool. to see game game boxes come with 
with bonus features on the bonus box. Features. <laughs> um, Spelunky two got a release date. Deleted scenes. September fifth, fifteenth. Sorry. Fifteenth. Any Spelunky fans here? Nah, no, I never it. got into Spelunky. No, I, I had a friend who was really it, into it in high school. Yeah, my brother-in-law um, is super into Spelunky. He, I think to this day he still plays like one or two rounds every day. Yeah. Um, there's always one. There's always someone for each roguelike where it's like that's their game. Yeah, and that's all they play. He doesn't have a ton of times for games. He's a pediatrician with three kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's very busy, but I think he still makes time. At last I talked to him, he still makes time for Spelunky. Um, Vader Immortals coming to PSVR. Andrew, is PSVR still bad? Last time I checked. Is Vader Immortal on Oculus Quest, which is significantly better than PSVR? Uh, yes. Play it there, baby. Uh, I have to spend six hundred dollars on the quest. Controls getting a new expansion coming yeah, out just in time for the August twenty seventh. Ooh, nice. So August twenty seventh, you said? Mm-hmm. Ooh, At the end that of this is month, three weeks from now, approximately. Um, it was apparently it has a crossover with Alan Wake. Oh, I heard that there is some Alan Wake stuff in Control. I haven't gotten yeah, to anywhere. They're like on the walls yet, and stuff. There's references to it. I hope that means maybe. A new Alan Wake game is coming out. Probably not. I think the, all of their games take place in the same universe. Yeah, I think with Control, like confirmed it. Yeah, it, it was thought Ooh. to maybe. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I guess I don't know if Max Payne technically is in that universe. I anymore. think so. Is it? I don't know. I do love me some connected universes. Yeah. So, Temtem is coming to PS5. This is the Pokemon like MMO. Uh, Adam, are you going to get a PS5? Are you going to play Temtem? Still on the fence. You like? You like? Uh, you like MMOs and you like Pokemon. True, I do. Or you could just play it on the PC, though. You don't I need could. a PS5 yeah. for it. Um, uh, yeah, the PS5 decision, again, comes down to price, how much time I have at the time. Yeah. Um. After that was Hood, Outlaws and Legends. Anyone? Nope. nope. Yeah, when I was familiar. watching the trailer, I thought it looked like Assassin's Creed at first because they were just showing hooded guys running. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait, there's no way they're announcing a new Assassin's Creed right now. It's a third-person 4v4 uh, multiplayer heist game. That takes place in oh. Britain's Dark Ages. I did not get that vibe at all. It's a gritty reimagining of the Robin Hood legend. I see. Okay, so I get it. Hood. We'll probably never talk about it again, is my assumption. <laughs> bug Snacks got some stuff. <laughs> uh, there's a new Bug C, Snacks. Clumby, Clumberson. See Clumby, Clumberson's a uh, thing now, so get ready for the memes. <laughs> um, Godfall got a new gameplay trailer. I didn't watch that. You did, Andrew. What did you, I skimmed didn't it. They say they said it's a slasher looter. They're yep. As soon as they word. said the word looter, I was like, eh, pass." It's. I think it's from what I read. I didn't watch the trailer, but I read stuff about it, and I people are comparing it to Monster Hunter. Oh, interesting. Because uh, you don't. There's not classes like a RPG or whatever. You just you have weapons like Monster Hunter. You choose basically a weapon, and I think the looting part is like there are probably ways you upgrade your weapons like in monster hunter yeah um but a lot of the stuff said it kind of looks rough i don't know the word looter makes my makes me associate it with something like destiny where you have to like grind for shit and i don't want to do that so we'll see i mean no the i feel like this game will probably have a a lot of grinding well then never mind it'll probably feel a lot like or probably i would say monster hunter world is a better comparison probably towards this game than like destiny would be this, this sounds like it's going in that yeah. vein yeah i get that now but like i said that's yeah, what right before. that's what your, yeah. your your first assumption is andrew tell me about pathless oh the my pathless. god so the pathless uh and crash are my two highlights from the whole event but the pathless looks so cool it's it's like this 
open world game with no map. Oh. So you have to. I think they said enter the spirit world, but it's basically like like listen mode where mm-hmm. you uh, you press a button and like a, a, a pulse pulsates out in your environment and it'll highlight you know important yeah, landmarks yeah. that are far away or other or things that are close to you. Uh, but the main thing is you you have a bow uh, and you have a, a meter at the bottom of your screen mm-hmm. that's your dash meter, uh, and so it'll gradually decrease over time as you run. Uh, but you can refill it by shooting all these targets that are kind of strewn throughout the air. And when you shoot them, it also gives you a burst of speed. And if you're in the air, it gives you a little jump and burst of speed. Uh, so the movement in this game looks awesome. When Whoa. you stop to shoot one of the targets, you do a slide and you reserve your momentum. So really And it, it auto-targets it correctly. Yeah. You don't have to actually aim. You have a that. fucking eagle friend who you can use to fly around and, and shit. And Whoa. it's like... The, from right now, just from watching the trailer, I think the movement looks on par with Spider-Man. That looks really it looks really fluid good. and really yeah. fun, for sure. Yeah, that looks really cool. So so wait, I'm confused. Is the only way to... So if you if that bar runs out, what do you do? I don't know. You just slow down? You probably just can't dash. Game over. <laughs> you, can, you, just can't, you probably just can't run. Okay, okay. But yeah, this person is just walking. The bar only goes down when they were doing this super yeah, crazy okay. run. But in that case, all those targets around, that makes it like... Like, it gets makes getting across that map really quick and fluid. You can jump yeah. on your eagle's talons and fly like yep, Breath yeah. of the Wild hang glider style. That looks really cool. I think I yeah. want to play that. I'd, I'm the really Pan stoked Plus. with that. This is this is going to be a PS5 game. Yeah, PS5. Okay, okay points towards PS5. <laughs> I'm still waiting on that price range, guys. Um. All right. Everyone, the last couple things, is. I'm just going to list off the titles. Aeon Must Die. Anon. Uh, I think it's Jesus. Aeon. It's with an A. Yeah, Aeon. I think, I think those are generally pronounced E. I've always pronounced it Aeon. I always thought it was Yon. Like uh, from Final Fantasy X, you summon the Aeons. That's well, Final Fantasy is its own special creature, but like usually people say Aether. Aether? It depends on if the A or the E is in front of it. If it's the A-E, that's Aether. If it's just the E, that's Aether. No, that's I've, no I've heard it pronounced Aether with A a lot. Oh, uh, I would I point know. you towards Thor the Dark World. Well, that's what they call it, the Aether, right? Exactly. Yeah, but that, I think that's just like what what you're what context you're referring it to if it's norse it's always aether is it i but thought it had to do with if it was the a with the e on it then it's aether if it's just e it's ether anyways i uh, used to pronounce it a but over time i've heard it pronounced with e more so that's i used to pronounce it mana but now i call it mana yeah mana yeah anon mutationum read adam what's that word say Mutationum. Okay. <laughs> Mutationum. Um, Genshin Impact. Oh, uh, that's like the the anime like, as fuck game. Yeah, it's like a Breath of the Wild clone uh, ARPG, I think. Uh, the pedestrian. Oh, oh the pedestrian right. looks pretty cool. It's and like uh, I I've seen gameplay trailers for it before. It's the one where you're like the dude in the street signs, the like the caution signs, and it's a, like a puzzle platformer, and you're going through the signs and connecting them, and you can move like five or six different signs. In a cluster it all around. really familiar now that you're talking. Like, yeah, you're it's like I've definitely it. seen gameplay for it before. <laughs> I don't remember where, but it's like you can rearrange the signs and make different doors connect to each yeah. other, and you, you it's a puzzle to get around and, and okay. get to the next location. I'll <laughs> have to watch the state. And there's like cool real-life environments mm-hmm. surrounding you that are just going on in the background because you're just a dude on a sign. <laughs> it, looks, it looked cool. Interesting. Uh, last thing is auto chess. Yep, oh, just okay. regular auto chess. The people who made Dota auto chess and then branched off and made their own company and just oh, made they're auto making chess. an auto chess game. Oh, it it already exists. 
Oh, it already exists. Yeah, it's, it's just coming. coming to PS5. To, it's coming oh. to PS5. Um, cool. Yeah, that was the whole state of play. Nothing crazy. Just some smaller stuff. A couple but cool things. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot, baby. Bandicoot. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about what we've been playing. Sound good? Yeah. Yes. All right, guys, what have we been playing lately? I know Ghost of Tsushima is kind of a big thing, and this is the first time all three of us have been on, and we've all put a good amount of time into it, so we can we can save that for last, because uh, I'm sure it'll be a nice, big, cool conversation, but uh, what have you been playing that's not Ghost of Tsushima? I'll get mine out of the way, because I beat Brotherhood. Nice, and you don't want to talk about it, right? Right, because Derek and I are recording that today. Later. Nice. Wait, are you doing that tonight? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh. the plan. I didn't, know if that I didn't know that. Well, we'll have to check with Allison. Right. We'll be in the. I mean, we'll we'll be in the basement. Uh, maybe. <laughs> we might need to do another day. We'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> then not tonight. Tentatively. Tentatively. Okay. You beat Brotherhood. And Correct. Uh, I'm sucking real big dick at League of Legends. Yes. Uh, I was climbing. I hit gold three. I hit gold two last week. I was like gold two seventy one LP, and then I lost ten games in a row. Oh. And, like, every single game, it's, like, either I am feeding my ass off, and in the games that I play well, some of my teammates are feeding their ass off. And it's, like, uh, just can't win. Yeah, so I played a game last week where I, I wasn't in bot lane, but our bot lane fed the hell out of a bot lane swain. Yep. That'll do it. Bot got, lane swain's really good right now. He is. He got, like, five of us going at him together could not kill him. He was healing so much. That sounds about it. It was scary. Yep, so I love League of Legends. We have Clash this weekend. <laughs> we have Clash this weekend, so I am just going to wait in the next couple of days and then play then. <laughs> <laughs> but and I'm going to play Revelations uh, soon, I don't think, because I want to beat Ghost first, and first, then yeah. by that time I pro- will probably try and do Control, so then we can do that episode yeah. at least sometime in the near future. There you go. Cool. So that's it for me. All right. Aside from Ghost. What about you, Derek? So I don't know how much I'm going to contribute to the Ghost conversation because I don't think I've played it in like two weeks. Okay. Ooh. That'll be interesting. Uh, reasoning um, because I decided that I uh, need to force myself to finish Odyssey mm. um, because I don't. Th- I think if I stop playing it, I won't play it again. You won't go back? Really? Um, it, it is a 40 to 60 hour game. And I feel like I got the gist of the game in the first five hours of it. Of Odyssey, like, nothing has changed. Oh like, no! The then game, why are you why are you continuing? Because I want I want to finish it. I want to I want to finish the story. Oh, so sense I wanna, of completion. I wanna, yeah, I just want to like complete it and be done with it. I'm, I think, over halfway done at this point. I'm like twenty two hours in, um, and I I think I should be able to finish it in like the next two weeks. Yeah. Which saying that out loud. It sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. Just look up the ending online. No. Just wait until I play it, and I, then we'll do I that episode. Because I, I, then, then I can, I'll have played it, and then I can listen to he- what Andrew thinks about it and see yeah. the hell he puts himself in. Why don't you just go back to it once he starts playing I it? I won't. I can't. Because it won't, won't. it won't be until like <sighs> next I know, year. Like I know a myself. year from now, maybe. Once I put it down, I'm not touching it again. It's just like... Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, it just doesn't, yeah, the gameplay doesn't change. And maybe I'm like, I feel like in Assassin's Creed's past, like, 
just as you think you you're like oh okay nothing gameplay wise is going to change it like kind of changes up a little things on you and you're like oh okay like here's a new gadget or here's a new you know like thing so maybe maybe something will happen like i'm at the end of i'm almost at the end of like the current chapter that i'm on so like maybe next chapter there'll be something added because it felt like every chapter something big was added like there there's this these cultists is a, a big part of the story and they basically like you don't know about it until you're like a third of the way through the game hmm. and then it's like hey here's a big list of people to go assassinate and i was like oh cool this adds like another and then like i started doing it and i was like oh i can't do the majority of this until i'm like level 40 or level 50 and i'm like level 28 or whatever so it's like so, okay this is meant to do over time so you kind of got level locked yeah it i think it's it, and i think it's just more that like the game because it there are levels you know you have you are locked to what level you are kind of thing like you can't do harder content until you're a higher level just makes the game feel longer and more dragged out yeah i mean that person that would drive me nuts like oh you know exactly where the story's going now go grind 20 levels so you can actually do it right right like i feel like i'm doing side content not because i want to because because i have to or else i won't like eventually i'll be stuck and have to so it's kind of like and I did like some of the side quests are cool and interesting. They have like some more like longer story based ones that are like more interesting and more and not just hey go kill three chickens for me or whatever. But yeah, it's you know what it sounds like you'd really like Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> I know it sounds like a much it's, better version of what you're playing. And that's I think if I didn't play Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> before like and then come back to this, I probably wouldn't be feeling this way right now, but I, like, know there's something, a better way to do this game, like, do yeah. this, and it's just it's just right here. Like, my p computer's here, and my PlayStation's right next to it, and I was like, well, I could just turn on the PlayStation and play Ghost of Tsushima instead. I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm not gonna invest time into something that I'm not fully enjoying, because there's too much good stuff out there to waste your time on stuff that's not great. Correct. That is a good philosophy, and yeah. I hope maybe one day I can convince <laughs> myself to follow that. Yeah, recently I've been in this spot where I it is currently August, and the next quote-unquote big game that is coming out is Marvel's Avengers, which is September in a month, a month from 8th? now, September fourth. Fourth, yeah, so a month from now. That's so, so close. It's a month from now, and I know that I'm going to spend a lot of time on Ghost of Tsushima, and I want to spend a lot of time on it, and I want to do a lot in that game, and I know it's going to take, you know, forty plus hours probably, but I also feel like in the time from now to September, I should be trying to get as many other games finished as possible because after Marvel's Avengers comes out, then it's crash and then it's right. fucking november this, where like, it's like of... all huge games so i yes. will not have any time to play any of these other games so i'm i'm, I'm almost torn yeah. where i want to be spending a lot of time playing ghost but because of how much time it's going to take i also want to play other games which is why i chose to finish brotherhood first yeah since i knew that would take a little less time and i could just streamline it uh but i, I feel you yeah there will always be downtime yeah. Yeah. Like eventually. January, December. Um, like once you're done with game of the year stuff and like crunching for game of the year, there will be like a month and a half of downtime. There's always like a little bit of downtime around this time of the year uh, in August. There's usually nothing coming out. So there will always be more downtime. Um, yeah. So yeah. Oh, don't, I know that, don't stress yourself about it. But right now, to... I'm just like, I don't know what to play, but it, yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. We'll get there. All right. Well, so just Odyssey. I've been playing Paper Mario too. Oh, nice! What do you yeah. think? I I like it. Uh, it's I fun, like, right? I like yeah. I like the combat. It's kind of it's fun. Um, 
I I don't like, and this is like a trend. I think with I feel like this is a trend with Nintendo games and some other games maybe too, where like tutorials last way too long. Mm. Uh, like I feel like they were introducing co- like pieces of the the combat to me for like the first entire like four hours of the game and maybe it feels like it felt like four hours because they kept doing that and maybe i only played the game for an hour but <laughs> it just like it felt like it was going very slow and it's like every battle i have to like listen to your companion talk for three minutes before i can just do the battle and i'm like you know just teach this i don't there's got to be a better way to like introduce like when you have like a new ish mechanic to a game like obviously like you can't go into this game and say yeah no i know how to do that because there's no no game has had this kind of like combat system before so yeah. they, they got to tell you okay yeah you can rotate things this way and you can pull things to you and push things away and there's you know you have you know sometimes you only have two chances sometimes you have one like well, I think it's a very Nintendo thing to yeah. really drag out the tutorials because a lot of the target audience is small children. Right, right. You know, they, where it's probably better for them to sit and explain things instead of doing it more dynamically like a lot of modern games are doing where they'll kind of teach you as you play. Right, right. And, like, give you, like, as soon as you have the opportunity to do something, just throw up a little blurb. Say, hey, you can do that. I, and I then, guess and then you can do it. I mm. wish it just had more of, like, a, one of those, like, selection or, like, pathways where it's, like, do you want to learn how to play the game? Yes or no? No? Okay, I mean, we're throwing you right into it, and you can figure it out on your own. Yeah. I mean, games or, still will still even do the thing where they ask you, oh, do you want me to explain that for you? And you say no, and they're like, oh, I'm going to do it anyway. Right, right. Yeah. But now that I'm past the end of the tutorial, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, have you gotten uh, to the part where you're like, you, you aren't solving every battle at the start? Because uh, for a long time when I started the game, I thought, Oh, I'm, I'm. You just solve it the first turn or whatever. I'm solving it on the first turn. I'm hitting. I'm not taking any damage. I went a couple hours into that game without taking damage, and then you hit a point where you get some some more complex puzzles, and it you will start taking damage. And so, have you gotten there yet? No, no. I'm still pretty. I just got to the hole where the castle was, and now like. Oh wow, you're still Luigi. really yeah, okay. Still you're pretty, very much in the I've game. I've maybe still. played it for like at tops an hour and a half. Okay, two hours. Um, and then. Uh, the last thing uh, I played a little Fall Guys. Fall Guys was was fun. We yep. talked about it earlier, but uh, I picked up. I was playing a little Modern Warfare again because it's the end of the season and they have like their double experience or whatever. So I uh, I finished up. I have now leveled every single weapon in the game completely. Oh wow! I remember you were talking about doing that when we started the podcast. Yeah. So I so I did that and then I got my first gold skin. So nice. I on the way to don't know if I'll continue the the grind to see if I can get Damascus. Yeah. Um, is Damascus the new diamond? It's like the the one you have to like get gold, gold on every, on every single yeah. diamond. Yeah. So the new diamond. Um, cause, but it was satisfying to just get one gold because I've never done that in Call of Duty before. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, but I feel like at least like now, um, with now that I'm doing like the challenges. I don't feel like I need to play when there's double XP or whatever because I'm not leveling guns anymore. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to, like, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll play here and there, maybe not. We'll see. I kind of got, I played it a lot over the weekend, so I'm like, eh, I don't need to play it for a while. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Yeah. Anything new for you, Adam, or is it same old Hearthstone, League of Legends, World of Warcraft? Yeah, I was playing a little bit more of the Battle for Bikini Bottom reboot Mm. this week. That's just solid. It's just a trip down memory lane for me. I would say it's liquid. Fair enough. <laughs> I would say it's porous. 
Maybe it was orange and yellow as well. I was going to try to do the SpongeBob <laughs> laugh, but I refrained because that was going to be fucking something. Thank you for refraining. Uh, still playing do with it, the control. Do it, cut it out, and then put it after the outro music. Mm-hmm. You'll have to stick around at the end of the podcast to find out if I do the SpongeBob laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, still playing control. All right, don't talk yeah, about that. Not going to talk about it at all, but I am playing it. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Was it last week where you started to talk about it? And yeah, I said, yeah. "Wait a minute! Wait a second. I wasn't gonna go too far in. I was gonna say like an initial reaction, but I know you guys don't want anything. So, uh, Hearthstone's new expansion came out like six hours ago. Six hours ago. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't really gotten a chance to play it. I played a few matches. Basically, I I've been grinding up gold in the game for mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, so I opened a shit ton of packs. Nice. Ended up with a couple new legendaries. I just ended up modifying one of my decks I was currently running with with a few new things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, see, I got three new legendaries, so I'm going to see what I can do with those before I start, you know, like, trying to disenchant everything. But honestly, their uh, their new systems are working pretty well because they have a new thing where, like, by rarity, you won't get any repeat until you've gotten everything else. Oh, okay. Wait, so, like, cool. That, that's really cool. So, like, I checked, like, it gives you that option for, like, auto-dusting. Like, here, like, immediately dust anything I had more than two copies of, and I had nothing after opening 18 packs. <laughs> so, like, wow. for all, like, it's mostly common. Yeah. But, like, you won't get any duplicates of common cards until you've collected them all. That's really cool. So like, smart. La- I like that. Like, later on, it starts to wane a bit because you, you're guaranteed at least one rare or better. It's like, most of the time, it's four commons and a rare. Mm-hmm. So, like, it falls off with the higher rarities, but still it means, like, if you somehow get really lucky and you're pulling like a bunch of epic cards, you won't get the same three epic cards six times. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. So it opens up a little bit of variety. But hey, it's a new meta, so we should know in a little bit what the, you know, best deck is going to be. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, yeah, other than that, nothing too new. Played a little bit of League of Legends. Not much this week. We had a little bit of a power outage uh, yeah, problem. Unfortunate. So <laughs> that kind of stopped me from playing for a little bit. Okay. But yeah, nothing, nothing too major this week. Cool. Um, as for me, uh, I thought about playing Legends of Runeterra. I've also <laughs> thought about it, but I haven't. I can't download it on my Pixelbook. The app just says not compatible with this device, huh. and it really bums me out. Because if I could play it in my Pixelbook, I would easily play a game or two every single day, uh, just laying in bed, getting ready to go to sleep. But yeah, for some reason, so when I go boot up your computer and then players and that's the thing i don't want to go boot up my computer just to play a couple rounds of yeah, legends of rune terra um so if riot ever fixes that so that i could play legends of rune terra on my pixel book then i will absolutely yeah see your device isn't compatible with this version huh. i don't know what that means weird is that a typical thing you run into with i've never run into apps. that with anything else no hmm, okay. so put it on the reddit that's where they'll see it um yeah i don't know it makes me sad um but other than that i've only been playing ghost of tsushima and nice. that game is so cool <laughs> so cool the game fucking rules i so two weeks ago when i started it i i wasn't really i wasn't really there with it yet i i'd only played a little bit before yeah. um before we recorded and now that i've beaten brotherhood and put more time in a ghost i'm like oh yep now i'm hooked yeah it took me a couple hours to really get lost in it but like holy cow i just want to go back and live in that world i just want to be playing it all the time i i bro i have a bunch of notes here i'll kind of go through all of them which are just notes thought of points tsushima. notes of tsushima um I, I wrote down i haven't wanted to get lost in a world like this since skyrim so like yeah i yeah. just want a saturday where i wake up in the morning 
I play Ghost of Tsushima until I go to bed, <laughs> and and just get fully absorbed. It's it's that kind of world. There's not. Yeah. It's not as deep as Skyrim, but it's the same general principle where you can just kind of wander off in a direction and yeah. all these little things and catch your eyes and yeah. yeah, things just keep happening and entertaining you and you're bouncing around the map just, oh, I found this thing that I got to go over here and do and it just never ends. It's so the, much the fun. The combat is so deep. Yeah. There's and so many different things. It's one of those things where you have so many options. You're never going to use all of them, but you as a player will focus on a couple specific things. Like Jeff is all in our archery. Uh, so yeah. yeah Watching gameplay previews and listening to everyone, uh, all the podcasts I, I listen to, I've been talking about it. Not a single person has mentioned that you can do an archery build. I love doing archery builds. So I'm doing like a full archery build. There's a suit that you can do yeah. uh, that boosts your archery stats. All of my charms have to do with archery. I'm leveling up my bows before anything else. And basically what I do is when I go in, uh, I... I have it. My max arrows is 16, which is kind of low, but that's the max you can get. Right, right, yeah. But I'll walk up to a group of people, and there's a slowdown mode when you draw your bow. And with, Bullet the, time. with the suit that I have, time? Uh, it's yeah. the. Um, I forgot what the name of the armor is called. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Yadunori or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it begins with a Y. Uh, but basically, it has a perk on it where if I get a headshot while I'm in the bullet time mode, arrow time. Uh, arrow time it refreshes it depending on what level your armor's at and i'm about to upgrade it to max level it will refresh the bar by 50 percent. so if i'm getting headshots at people as they're sprinting at me i can just pew 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 i can pick them all off in this single slow motion archery thing so what i'll usually do is i'll walk off and do the standoff or i'll walk up to them and do the standoff and i'll kill three of them because i max that up to the point where i can kill three people with it and then everyone else just starts charging me and i just shoot them in the head with arrows and that's that and i feel like such a badass and i love it and this game has so many small details that i love and i'm just embracing the fact that i'm a samurai i don't know if you've done this andrew anytime i'm done with any combat i will pan the camera so Jin is facing me and I swipe right on the, the touchpad so he does a ceremonial flicking the blood off of his sword and putting it away. It away yeah. I've never done that. I no. do that every single time I'm done with the combat really? because I feel like that's what he would do. I never he'll do, do There's a couple I different ones. you could do that. Yeah. He has a tough, couple different ones. Some, one of the ones he'll do the, he'll wipe it yeah. on the inside of his sleeve of his forearm and then put it away. There's one where he does the, he brings it like this and whips all the blood off of it and then puts it away. It's so cool. And I do it every single time I'm done with combat. Um, I'll have to give it a shot. I bow at everything. You can pet all the foxes. You can yeah, pet any fox yeah. that uh, you run Eight into. million foxes have been pet. I love doing the bat. I like. I thought the, there's like uh, there's a point where like you go up to a shrine and it like it shows like a picture like bow here and I was yeah like, okay and then I like waited for something to happen and I was like. Wait. Oh, yeah. No, that's just because that's what you do. At yeah, Shrine. just respect. It's not the game telling me to bow for something to happen. No, that's just a respect. <laughs> so now thing, I yeah. just do that. Like anytime I go to a shrine or whatever, I do. I do the. Uh, bow. Sometimes I'll just walk up to random people and bow to them, and they just go, "Oh, my lord!" and they bow back. <laughs> it's great. And then if I notice anyone playing music, I'll walk up to them and start playing my flute with them to see like how well his flute syncs up with yeah, the with other the people. So just the small things like that, and like embracing. The fact that you're a samurai and doing things that sa- a samurai would do in this world. Except for assassinating people. Yeah. Uh, it definitely contradicts itself in the fact that he's he goes back and forth between, like, <laughs> Zuko from Avatar, my honor! Yeah. I need to be an honorable samurai! To just slitting people's throats. And he's, well, like, I mean, he's that's, conflicted about it. That's well, the whole story. Yeah, we'll get. I'm sure we'll get more into that as the story progresses, but that's, like, a major theme in the game. Yeah. Um, 
but so far i'm i'm absolutely loving it i'm really yeah. sad that the japanese voice lines don't match up with the lips they didn't change it so they yeah. their uh their mouth animations uh move with the english and if you change it to japanese you can still see them doing the english and that was so distracting for me i couldn't leave it in japanese and i really wanted to but i didn't even put it on japanese because it, of that yeah it's really annoying because um, i wanted i wanted to try it, I, in japanese, it wasn't but it hasn't bothered me at all really yeah uh, really? it bugged the crap out of me it's more authentic i guess i'm just it's more not, like a real like japanese looking film. at their lips yeah you're, re- while they're you're talking you're I'm reading. Like reading the subtitles um so i love that you call your horse a good boy when you <laughs> get on him <laughs> one day sora we will go for a peaceful ride i didn't derek what'd you name your horse uh what color was it what color was it? Yeah. I got the white horse. Okay, I also we all got, got white horses. horses. Yeah. And uh, what did I name it? Uh, the Sora, Sora Kami, Kage, Okage, and uh, and the other one. The I other. named mine Kage. I named it Sora. I think I named it the other one. <laughs> well, look at that. <laughs> Boom. Um, I the realized three. Fire Emblem Three Horses. <laughs> I realized I haven't played um an open world game in a long time a lot of the games i've played within the last year have been very structured yeah thought out video games so i'm running into little hiccups here and there i forgot are just part of open world games and you kind of give them a pass like if i ran into some of these things in the last of us they would be unacceptable yeah but because it's in a game like this they're kind of funny or sometimes you're just like yeah cool whatever i I don't know i'm over it uh like a couple times one time i got into a standoff and I held the triangle button. Uh, actually, there was two instances. One time I got into the, the standoff and I held the triangle button. And I sat in that standoff <laughs> permanently. The guy <laughs> did not come at me. I was there for three minutes. And I was just like, okay, I guess I have to let go of the button and take the damage. That's funny. So that's, I, that's what I did. And then I had another instance where it didn't give me the option to hold it on the triangle button. So I was oh. just standing there. In front of the guy, and it didn't say hold down the triangle button. And I stood there for 15 seconds, and he attacked me, and I couldn't do anything about it. I was just like, come on. <laughs> uh, so uh, kind of small things like that. Uh, there was another one. I got trapped in a standoff with nobody. <laughs> so uh, the, stand- stand-off the, against the standoff animation happened, and there was no one there. So I was just standing there, and I was just... <laughs> waiting how can you face yeah, waiting if you cannot face those yourself? are definitely like little yeah little you, small things yeah. so while i'm really enjoying the game so far i do have a couple issues with it um i wrote down a few things here uh one of the key factors of this game is there is a set of armor for particular things so there's a set of armor for being defensive when you're in sword fights. Yeah. There's a set of armor for sneaking around and making your sword do more damage. There's an archery armor. There's an exploring the world armor, um, which I'm all for, but it seems like they want you to be swapping armor all the time, and there's no convenient, easy way to do it. You have to go into the menu. You have to tab two tabs over. You have to go down two things to your armor, and you got to click on it, and then you got to go select whatever armor you want. But you can do it at any point. You can do it in the middle of a cutscene too. Uh, but I wish there was really, yeah. Yeah. So there'll be a time where I'll get into a standoff with someone and then I will talk to someone and then boom, like quick change. I'm in my traveling armor and then I'll get into a standoff with someone and I'll quickly switch to my Ronin armor for the standoff. Um, or if I'm, I fought some people with my Ronin armor and now I'm going to switch to shooting arrows. I'll quickly go in and choose my archery armor. Uh, but there's no quick and easy way to do it. And I feel like maybe like having it, you'd be able to cycle through them on the D pad or like a much quicker, more convenient way. Cause it seems like they want it to be a main mechanic, but 
because I can't imagine them wanting you to just wear one particular set of armor at all times. Because like, there's no reason to not wear the traveler's outfit when you are running around because it uh, exposes more of the map and it gives you notifications when there's artifacts around. I I guess I'm thinking like maybe they don't want you constantly switching, but I definitely see where like yeah the idea is that like. You sh there's an armor for whatever you want to do while you're playing. Like, if you want to just explore, throw on the explore the traveler's armor. If you're decide, hey, you know what, I'm gonna be a little more stealthy today. I'm gonna put on the stealth armor. Like, but I I, w I wouldn't say it's like that. This kind of thing that you need to be swapping on the fly. I once you play more and you because how many armor do you have right now? I think I have like three or four. I think, and once you start upgrading them too. Um, yeah. And, and you can only up like focus on upgrading a couple. I have the travelers to the second level, but I have the archery one to max level, and right, I have right. the Ronin one to the second to last level. So like I'm focusing on specific armors, and I tend to swap between those three. If I'm gonna fight uh like a one of those like boss battle one on ones, and I'll probably switch to the the normal samurai armor that uh, gives you way more defense and health. See, I'm not thinking about it that much. Really? Yeah, I just I just throw on whatever armor I think looks the coolest, and then the combat comes is a skill is skill based combat. So you can win combat. I think the stats matter very little. Um, so I di I disagree because they very much influence playstyles. Like when I'm traveling, there is no reason to not have the traveler. It feels bad to not have the traveler on because it's alerting you to artifacts and it's revealing more of the map. So you're just you're wasting time by not having the traveler's right. armor on. But, but when I want to shoot people with arrows, I am at a straight up disadvantage if I do not put the 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 archer armor on because when I go into slow motion, I can't replenish my bar. Uh, my knock speed is slow. It's like correct, which turns the the arrow combat into more of a skill based thing instead of having the buffer of the the armor's power. Yes, and what I'm saying is. Why? But I think they give such big benefits that if they were smaller benefits, then I could see like, oh yeah, if if this made it so uh, this replenished twenty percent of my thing, and that was the max for my archery, then I wouldn't bother switching to it all the time. But because it gives me such a big benefit, I feel yeah, but like. That, but that might also just because be because you like to play with archery more. You know, I I often. I'll, I'll try and pick off a couple people with arrows, yeah. but then eventually someone notices me, and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to fight all of you. Yeah, if and I'm, that's just how I like to if play. If I was just going to assassinate people and fight with my sword, I would probably just do Travelers and Ronin, but be, I think because I do archery, but then once someone gets to me, archery is no longer an option, and I need to fight them with my sword. There's no reason to not switch to the Ronin armor to do yeah. more damage. I guess, I guess, like, right, there is no... Um, and I guess the problem isn't that there isn't a quick way yeah. to switch. The problem is that is it's so it is convenient to switch that because you're playing with the Ronin the the like because you have all these other things and you see oh okay I'm in sword battle let's put on my sword armor there there's no like nothing stopping you from doing that and yeah. I think that's more the issue are you thinking they should that i shouldn't be allowed to do that i should have to commit right because you i think it goes along better i think with the with the game of yeah. if you are playing a play style where you are you know using your arrows and going for headshots and like focusing on stuff like that and you like miss one and you run out of time and now you have to do sword battle like you should have to I should live be punished. with the, the the consequences of your build okay um like 
yeah, I, I don't think you should. Been, okay, let me like because a samurai wouldn't say, "Hold on a second, I gotta put on my Ronin armor." Okay, now we can do our sword battle. But a true samurai would let him do it out of honor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we're not. You're not facing samurai. You're facing the Mongols. True. And they, you fight some samurai. They have no armor. 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 Um. So, do you think I should just commit to the role playing more? I I think you should commit to it. Would in it a make way. Would it make my the game more fun for me? I think it might. I think if you if you commit to the role playing idea of that, like you can only change your armor when I'm not in combat, you're, like not in combat, and in downtime, I think that'll like change up your maybe change up like the the feeling. Like you might feel a little more stressed to make hit those headshots and more yeah. pressure to hit those heads. It might feel more satisfying to know that you don't have to like then get you know. I don't I don't know. All right. Yeah, like I'm never thinking about what armor is the best for any situation. I just pick an armor and then I fight people. Yeah. And I can easily win most of the combat encounters just by being good at the game. Yeah. Which is which is my and I think it's also super cool that we can even have this discussion about how different how we are playing yeah. the game because the, like I was even watching you play earlier and I saw I watched you do a section I had done and you just did it from a completely different angle from like literally opposite sides of the <laughs> encampment like it was it was really cool i was like oh yeah i did this way differently yeah your your play style that play style makes me think a lot of like the min maxing play style yeah where like people like i know people in like destiny will do stuff like figure shit out like that where they can like okay if uh like i go on this boss and i apply these three debuffs and then i switch four of my armors a gun and like quickly switch to this subclass and do this I can put my damage multiplier to this high that I can one-shot him with this super. And it's, like, crazy. Like, yeah, you can do that. But the game is not built for you to be doing that all the time. It, but it's, like, I guess it's cool. Like, it's cool that you can do that. But it's not the, like, the play style that's intended. Okay. Um, yeah. I, like, I, that wouldn't, for me, that, like, that would seem tedious instead of it, fun. It feels tedious. Yeah. That's why I want it. If there was a... I guess I yeah. yeah. If there was a quicker way to switch armor and they like, the intent was that to be the mechanic, that would be cool. But it seems like yeah, it's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's that's what they want out of the stances. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, um, this isn't Skyrim where you can you can get into an encounter, take drink an alchemy potion, switch your armor, drink thirty more potions, and eat cheese, and then Fusro toss someone three hundred <laughs> meters in the air. I eat all the cheese. <laughs> I eat all the cheese. That um, game is built to do that. Yeah. This is not. Yeah. It's yeah. breaking the immersion for sure. So maybe I'll just I'll just stick to the traveler and the, the archery armor. Because I can still fight people plenty fine with yeah. my that's, sword. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that uh, the bonuses that I, at least those, because the archer one is the one that you get from the legendary quest, right? Yeah. I, I, and I haven't is, done that one yet. I think the archery armor is the mo the thing that alters the way you play more than any other armor because yeah. it allows yeah. you to basically change how you shoot the arrows with the other one just boost your damage a little yeah um, and i think so. that those bonuses uh are very insignificant in comparison and yeah. for that reason i just pick I know whatever some i think of the looks the coolest criticisms i've seen is that archery can make the game too easy or feel too easy because not if you're bad at it like me yeah when like when you get something like that you can you can do but like some people would see that as well, this is making the game too easy, whereas you see, this is awesome. I feel I like a awesome. fucking badass. I do. I would argue that just running around and assassinating people, are t uh, it makes the game too easy. But some people That's are like, what I like doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think it's too easy because I'm also bad at it. <laughs> one big thing that uh, apparently a lot of people have been pointing out, and I, I noticed myself, is the NPCs are really dumb. Yeah. 
Yes. And they have no concept of what a building is. Specifically <laughs> Mongol tents. Yeah. If you enter a tent in a Mongol site, they just stop following you. And they will just stand outside the tent. And they will not come in. And then they will put their backs to the door of the tent. And you can just assassinate them for free. And you can kill her, uh, almost an entire camp by just causing a distraction, that? luring them over there, hiding in the tent. <laughs> and they're just like, where did he go? I don't know. And then you stab him in the back. And the next guy will be like, Hey, my friend died. Where'd that samurai go? It's it's kind of that's game I breaking. Encountered that. I have intentionally yeah. avoided playing that way because I knew that that exploit existed. Yeah. So the way Jeez. I will basically go about any encounter is sneak around as long as possible and try and assassinate as many people as possible. And then once I get noticed, I'm like, I'm gonna fight all of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my other big complaint is that standoffs seem to be random and arbitrary, and there's no con. I feel like there's no consistency to when I can trigger a standoff. I also never do standoffs. Oh, I love the standoff. No. That's because even I try just, I try and do stealth. But even when you just run up to a group of Mongols on the road and there's nope. only four of them, you still won't do a standoff? Yeah, because what I try and do every time is run up behind them on my horse and jump off the horse and stab them. <laughs> oh, I love the standoff. It's nah. just so fun. It's so samurai. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. But I feel like, yeah, there's sometimes I'll walk up to a group and they haven't seen me yet and the standoff thing isn't triggering. And then there's sometimes where they see me and they're running at me and I can trigger a standoff. It doesn't make sense. I haven't seen anything like that, but my, my gameplay time, I think, is much less than you guys at this point. Yeah. yeah. Jeff and I are in very similar spots. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like I said earlier, the the reason the fact that we can have this much of a difference in gameplay experience, yeah. it plays into how good this game is. It's so cool. It's the truest open world game that I've played I think since Breath of the Wild mm. and it's all it's it's nearly there in terms of its exploration yeah Breath it, of the it, Wild like from the trailers we we thought it was going to be like Breath of the Wild right where like there's very little uh guidance in what you are like what your next objective is mm-hmm. and you have to determine that on your own based on your environment but it's basically it's almost like that. You can follow birds around and uh, and you know see things in the distance, but at the end of the day, you have a map and there are predetermined markers, and you can just press your wind button yeah. and yeah. follow your wind. Uh, yeah, I think the idea going in was like, oh yeah, just explore and follow the wind. But I'm very much opening my map, finding a marker on the map, selecting it, and then use instead of there being a, a big arrow pointing to it, it's just a gust of wind pointing right, to it, and right. it tells you how far away you are in the top left corner. So it's very similar to Assassin's Creed and all Far Cry yeah. and all those other I, types. It do, I think it does do it better than Assassin's Creed. I do, Creed. I do like it better than those games, but yeah, it's not quite Breath of the Wild. Especially Wine. after recently having played Brotherhood, and the Assassin's Creed games are just fake open world games. That's like the open world game of the twenty of the of the two thousands yeah, or the twenty yeah. early twenty tens, where it's like, here's a marker, go to it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying this game, and I think uh, I'm going to be playing it for a while. It's going to take me a long time to complete it. Me too. I'll see, when I, after I finish it, I'll see how many trophies I am away from the Platinum. I might Platinum it because I'm just enjoying it that much. Um, but yeah, I'm really digging it so far. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward I'm to you playing it more, Derek. Enjoying yeah, it. I'll definitely be playing it more over the next couple weeks. Sweet. After you're done with Odyssey in 20 hours? Yep. <laughs> Yep. Um, all right, I guess we'll take another break now, and then when we come back, we can do uh, the best sequels in video games. Correct. Right. Cool. All right, we are back, and... One of the things I forgot to say about 
Ghost of Tsushima is that while I'm playing it, I just say everything in a hushed Japanese accent, and it's so fun. I do that, too. I, I fully embody Jin. Ghost um, of Tsushima. It's so I love that game. It's, it's so, so much fun to do. Um, all right. So we are going to talk about what we think could be the best video game sequel of all time. Correct. Uh, the parameters kind of being that it is a, like not necessarily number two, but... Uh, like Derek gave the example of Final Fantasy X-2 is a sequel to Final Fantasy X. And the idea is we're looking for the games that took what the first game did and made it significantly better in the second game. Yeah. Um, so while I would say uh, that Breath of the Wild is technically a sequel to the previous Zelda game. It is not it a is sequel. Not, a I would, sequel. Yeah, I wouldn't put it as one of the best sequels because it is its own unique Thing. Yes, it's Breath of the Wild two will be a sequel and could right. potentially be on this list one day. Yeah, it I think could it will potentially be. be the greatest game of all time. Yeah, which like I have said. predicted <laughs> four years ago, um, three years ago, three and a half years ago. Half um, yeah. but yeah, so we're gonna go. We each have a list, and we're just gonna kind of run down them. We're thinking there's gonna be a lot of overlap on these lists for sure. Uh, so we're each gonna we're gonna talk about uh, one on our list for a little bit, and we'll pass it on. We'll go around, and at the end, we're gonna see if we can collectively agree. On one, maybe two, maybe we can because I top gonna, three. We can maybe yeah, we'll do a top three. Not necessarily rank, just maybe top three. We'll we'll see. We'll feel that. We'll see how it goes. Um, but we will start with Derek. Shrek two. Oh boy. So Derek, what is one of the best video game sequels of all time? So I'm gonna go straight out the gate with a possible controversial uh, sequel idea because we did have we started coming up with our constraints and idea and I I'm like this one fits but also doesn't fit so i'm gonna go straight out of it with the god of war reboot because technically <sighs> is it a seek it is a sequel to god of war 3 it, it is technically a sequel it but it is doesn't a reboot it's a reboot yeah i'm gonna disqualify you know, that I, right so, out the and the reason that i don't think that that really fits our our narrative that we're that we're pushing is that it is not like the first God of yes. War games at all in its gameplay, it Wait. entirely yeah, changed. That, so it. Th that's why I was like, and this one's gonna. I don't. I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to see. Yeah, I definitely. It definitely came through my mind when yeah. I was thinking of, of my list. It's too much of a reboot. Is it one of the greatest video games of all time? Yes. yes. Is it one of the greatest sequels of all time? Mm, not by our parameters. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Just go for your next one then. So, so my next one uh, will be. I'm gonna go with uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Didn't play okay. it. Yeah, so yeah, I can't have a say I, on I this. Think, I've heard a lot of it. Okay. I am the only one that's played it. Yeah. Yeah. I did not right. play Cowboy I've, I've had GTA. friends who played it. I heard I a played lot the first of good one. things. Yeah, so Red Dead Redemption 2 takes everything about the first one and improves upon it in almost every single way. Yeah. Uh, the Which everything on this list should. <laughs> yeah, yep. the story is leagues better than uh, the first one, even though like the first one's story is very, very good. Um, the immersiveness of the world, I think, is is even better. Uh, the way you, you know you can get lost in the world of Red, De Red Dead Redemption Two, um, the old the old west, the um, old west. Uh, the characters, the characters, uh, the writing of the characters and stuff is is way better. Um, <laughs> the open world design is better. The the Red Dead Redemption. Uh, kind of has like an empty kind of world. I mean, it is like the old the West, so it wasn't very populated place. You know, the um, the big change was like when you go to Mexico and it's like, oh, it's a whole new place, but it's still kind of the same, you know, environment. Whereas yeah. uh, 
and two, you have a lot of different environments. There are actually, uh, I should say, there are some like winter environments in the first one, but there's a lot of different environments in the in the second game, and um, yeah, it's I think it could be one of the best sequels of all time. Unfortunately, none of us can have. I, I yeah, I cannot. I can't yeah, yeah, input I at all. I I think that's might be the issue with my list. Is I, yeah, there are a lot, a lot of sequels on my list that I. I think just don't like Rockstar games. I only played. I oh yeah, I I went pretty <laughs> generic and tried to hit games that a large majority of us will have played, um, or ones that are at least more just widely known. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm thinking maybe what we can do here is uh, what we did similar to the game of the half year and tier do, list, do baby. a tier list. Um, but we could, I think we can eliminate anything that's not in high or mid, no mid or bottom tier, and just have top tier. Yeah. Um, do we think Red Dead Redemption Two would be in top tier? I know it wouldn't be anyone but you. I would put it in the top tier. From what I've heard, my fr- I've got some close friends who played it. I'll agree with them on that one. From what they've told me about it, uh, I d- Andrew and I will I never have, be able literally to agree have with no. You. Yeah, I literally have no point of reference for yeah. it because I did. I don't know anything about the first game, and I was not interested at all in getting the second game. Yeah, I'll put it in top tier for now, but we'll, we'll see it if it will get eclipsed. Yeah, want. put it in a top, in a mid, in a high top Red. high tier. Almost well, let me just there. erase my entire list. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Andrew, give us one. Uh. Well, we'll go with one I, I played very recently, Assassin's Creed Two. Mm, yeah, Assassin's Creed One is a garbage game. And it should not, it doesn't hold up. Uh, but for 2007, I could see, it, like I said, it, it introduced so many concepts to video games. Uh, and so I can see. It modernized open world games. At the time, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then Assassin's Creed 2 just took it and ran and made it into an actual video game yeah. with a actually good story, good characters, good environments, good better gameplay. So would you say. Two is a better sequel than Brotherhood Absolutely. in the sense that two improves on one that so much. I, I think all two improves I would, way more. With that. I had Brotherhood on my list, but yeah, I, would, I would agree with what you're saying. Yeah, uh, no, I think context. I think two is a much better sequel yeah. to one than Brotherhood. Brotherhood's is a the better game, but two, two is the better sequel. Se- right. Two. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think that can easily be in top tier. It's, yeah. It. Uh, yeah. It, it basically is the skeleton, the framework of what all open world video games are today. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty. And assass- big. Yeah. And and in in terms of the Assassin's Creed universe as well, it just right. it just takes everything from one and turns it to eleven. I'm starting to feel like maybe we're not gonna have any cohesive, <laughs> uh, like decision at the end of this. This will be interesting. All right, I'm gonna go with mine. Pokemon Gold and Silver. Yep. Oh heck yeah. Uh, that was that was on mine. The the best Pokemon game. Well, Heart Gold and Soul Silver are the best Pokemon games. Um, but the best non remakes. Yes, they're the only Possibly. Pokemon games to include two regions. Uh, Mister, um, uh, what was the president who died? Awada. Awada went yeah. in and recoded the game at the end to fit all of Kanto on the cartridge because they yeah. weren't gonna do it. What, and then he said, "Legend." Yeah, he's like, oh, give me a couple days. And he recoded the entire game to be able to fit all of the first game also in there. Did you know that's an urban legend? What? And that the compression he did didn't actually do that. Really? It didn't. It, it, he just Why improved the compression. He didn't actually physically make it so Kanto could go on the cartridge. Did you find oh. that one on Screen Rant? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I read that, I read that recently. That uh, it, It's just like an urban legend that was started. He did huh. do a lot of work. To, to make the compression better, but not so much that it was so they could put Kanto on the cartridge. Now, gotcha. uh, we can always, we can speak to how good, in general, Gold and Silver is, but tell us, Jeff, how it compares to Kanto, how, the first games. Um, how does it compare to it? Like, 
because that's the point of this of of these yeah, sequels. Yeah, yeah. it's just it takes everything that it's going to be the same explanation <laughs> that everyone's going to give. It yeah. takes well, everything in the first game. Examples. But it's also bringing everything in the first from the first game and just adding more. And it's like having new stats, like the special defense is new uh, for the first time in here. Actually, wasn't there, special. It was just special. I thought special, no, I thought yeah. yeah, but didn't the the split come in in Gen three? No, it was in Gen two. Special attack and special defense started in Gen two because yeah. when you brought stuff over from red and blue into gold and silver it artificially gave some pokemon new special attack and oh am i sets. thinking of the the stab switch the stab the stab flip to make it so that specific types weren't i think so yeah you um, know what i'm talking about so it added eggs to the um and breeding to pokemon which is like mechanically still see it today yeah like super popular it uh, brought shiny pokemon in for the first time it's just, just color it included so many staples into the pokemon franchise that are like have defined pokemon and it's similar to the assassin's creed thing where red and blue is the framework and then uh, gold and silver is the perfection of it and then uh, it's just yeah it's so yeah i don't know pokemon gold and silver yeah, that's that's my argument. <laughs> Pokemon Gold and Silver. I mean, there but is no argument that needs to be made. Does it continue on the story of Red and Blue? Yes, yes exactly. It does. it does actually. Yes, <laughs> it's actually like almost. Oh, you go to Kanto and it's two years later. It's all the oh, same. That's right. It's that's the right. same gym leaders, yeah. except for like Koga's in the Elite Four now, and his and, daughter, runs, and his his daughter runs the gym. Yeah, stuff I like that. And like your rival from the first game yeah. is now the Viridian gym leader. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it is a direct sequel to Red and Blue. It's in the same. It's the only ones besides Black and White two that like directly continue the story right, and right. actually change up the region a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's like, really cool. show that time has passed. Yeah, which is so cool. And like I've always wanted them to go back to a region again and show the passage of time, and they just haven't done it since Gold and Silver. Yeah, they so. do it in Black and White too. But well, yeah, that's that's a direct sequel. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm the same saying? Generation. But, but no, they, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they went to back to the exact same uh, region for the second game in the row, where as opposed to like going to a new region and then returning to the old region. Yeah, like imagine going back to Kanto, and it's like a new world because it's all like modernized. Exactly. You know? Like, like it's a Kanto not actually anymore. It's twenty it's years later. It's, it's the framework of Kanto, but yeah. so much like twenty years have passed. That'd Professor be so Oak is cool. dead. Pokemon. His, Red and blue too. Someone else is professor. Give it to His grandson know. is professor now. Yeah. Blue is yeah, the professor. Like, oh, blue could be the professor. Oh, man, yeah. Maybe Pokemon, Pokemon it. Gold and Silver, one of the best sequels of all time. Go ahead, Adam. Portal Two. Yeah, that's on yeah, my yeah, list. That was on I, that, yeah, it was, it's on all of our lists. Of course, it's gotta be on the list. I feel like Portal Two might be the best sequel of all time. It's just it's, it's one there. of the few games I've ever had to pause so I could stop laughing. Yeah, it's just it's, it, the writing is amazing. The level design is amazing. Because it takes like a relatively quick and simple game and just expands on it so much into mm-hmm. this iconic little. It, it took an, a concept, a three-hour concept, and yeah. put it into a full game, yeah, fleshed it out. I feel like too with with the first game, you can like play that game and think, okay, yeah, this was cool, but I can't I can't see how like they can improve upon it. And then you, you play, play two. two, and you're like, oh wow, they added all these different like thing like okay, there's all these little things you can add to this to make just placing portals even that more like complex and interesting. Absolutely. Um, I think it's my front runner, but... Oh, yeah. It's totally the top of the list for me. Uh, Derek, go. Okay. Um, greatest sequel of all time. Uh, oh, God. Um, just, we're going to go through all of them, so I just pick one. Two. I'll go for... Oh, I have a pretty long list, but uh, Half-Life 2. Never played it, but yeah, nope. I've I've it's, heard it's it. The, on my list. It's the father of the, the modern, modern physics and video games. Physics, yeah, uh, physics-based shooter, uh, mm-hmm. open linear design. Um, 
yeah, and I would it take? I mean, the gravity gun, right? Everyone knows the gravity gun. Yeah. Is, is it was the physics? It's the physics of Half Life Two is is what is I guess the most influential thing. It definitely influenced a lot of things. Portal doesn't exist without Half Life Two. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I got anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a solid one. It's on our it's in our uh, our uh, Half backlog. Half Life, one. Half -life. Half -life is, is in there. Yeah. Slash. Yeah. Uh, Black Mesa, Black Mesa the which is the remake. Um, all right, Andrew. Uh, one. Uh, right, now I'll just see this one first. Ori in the Will of the Wisps. That's on my list. Uh, I figured is. that was going to be on your. I haven't, haven't yeah, gotten it yet, but yeah. it's. Uh, it, it, I said it in my article earlier. Plug, wink. Uh, in earlier this year, it is a perfect sequel. Yeah, it's as good as Hollow Knight. Yeah. It is a very, very good video game. It yeah. turns Ori One, which is a good game, into an, a, a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, I, I one hundred percent agree. Um. It's just a flawless. It is what Metroidvania should be. Again, we've said this before. The gold standard should not be Symphony of the Night and Super Metroid anymore. It should be Hollow Knight and Ori of the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, Halo Two. Yep. I'd you put Halo Two. I consider. I would Halo personally 2. put Halo Three, but I think Halo Two did more. I yeah, and Halo that's and that's more. the point. What? I think Halo Three does more. Halo Two defined competitive multiplayer and online multiplayer. And Halo Three refine like refined it even more, but Halo Two is what started online multiplayer and what it became. And I think the jump from Halo Two one to two is bigger than two to three. See, I guess I think I feel like the jump from two to three is even that much is is comparable or even bigger. Mm. Uh, not just in the multiplayer aspect, but in the the single player aspect of the yeah. game, uh, Forge. Um, the uh, you're right. The Halo cinema, three. It's Halo three. Right. The the theater yeah. mode they theater added. Mode. There you're is right. So much added to that game. Uh, multiplayer wise, yeah, yes. Halo two is a huge jump from Halo one because you have the addition of online. But three really, really does a lot. See, Halo three is my favorite. Think about yeah. Halo three is my favorite Halo hands down. And so like you don't. It doesn't take much for me to convince me. Right, I play right. Halo two because <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Halo two. But if you say think it's halo 3 no, I, yeah I, i'll easily bandwagon on halo 3. 3 yeah cool adam uh so i when going through my list i realized i we all know i haven't played as many things as you have mm -hmm. also not many like direct storyline sequels but i still thought of mario galaxy 2 yep oh, i consider putting that up there i've yeah. heard that's yeah it one was, of the best mario games ever honestly yeah because i loved all the physics of mario galaxy like just like because that was like a true 3d mario game and what you can do in mm -hmm. pushing that Yep. Two just, I think two just had more variety with the types of environments it was making. Yeah. So it just had all these more, like so many more individual, unique galaxies, like less stars per galaxy, but still more to do, mm -hmm. more to explore. Yeah. So it just took that formula of these really interesting 3D spaces and like the angle changing on the camera with the gravity and hopping from planet to planet and just made it better. You also had some some of the more unique power ups, I think, for the game. Mm. And, and it really used to make a three. That's so the bee suit one? Yeah. That was, was the bee suit well. one. Oh, but it was there as well. Yeah. Now, I agree with you, but the reason I didn't put it on my list is because Super Mario Galaxy 1 is already a masterpiece. True that. Do you think it didn't improve enough to warrant it being Correct. one of the best sequels? Because the first one's already they are so both, good. They're both amazing games, but the I think the spirit of this list was more so how okay. did it make this from an okay game to an amazing game? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair. I'm, I'm also kind of limited on like I haven't. I just got that PC a few months ago. Yeah. No. So, yeah. I. Yeah. No. That's Don't worry fine. about it. All right, Derek. Uncharted Four. Four. I haven't played yeah. it. Yeah. 
I hear when when I hear people throw out an Uncharted game, usually it's two. So I thought about two. I had two on my. I have two on my list actually, mm-hmm. um, but I decided to go with four because um, two two takes what one started with and uh, definitely refines it. Um, it is considered like the best of the of the PS3 game. It's probably the best game that came out on the PS3. But four is the first game that actually takes what the three games did and like makes it better. Uh, the it changes up like it makes the com- the combat is like way better. It's way more fluid. The hand to hand combat is more interesting. It's more fun. Uh, the combat like the gun combat you have the grappling hook so you're grappling around the area and like doing your stealth kills here and there if you want to and you're also like gunfighting like the combat feels like an action movie a lot more than two uh, two expanded the storytelling I think of one but it's still a cover based shooter um, and yeah. puzzle puzzle game yeah it's four really changes up the formula enough and it's still it's still a great storytelling. Uh, game, but the gameplay itself is what changes up. There's a couple like bigger open area um, parts that are like really awesome that set the ground for like stuff they did in uh, The Last of Us Two. Um, it, it's I would say it's the best sequel out of all of them in terms of like what our criteria was of like really changing the gameplay formula um, and expanding upon it. Mm. Uh, another see, one, another one that I can't. Yeah, yeah. On. yeah I, I've never. <laughs> I missed all of PlayStation Three, and I only started playing PlayStation Four like halfway through last year. So I'm like a big part of your library of favorite games is in the PlayStation Three to early PlayStation Four yeah. era, and I that is an entirely uh, blind spot to me. So I, I do intend to play the Uncharted games at some point, but. Well, when you get to four, your mind is going to be blown. <laughs> is it? I hope so. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what's your next one? Uh, Earthbound. Uh, technically a technically sequel, a yeah. Sequel, it yeah. is. Oh, it yeah. is more than technically a and sequel. And you played Mother. It's, it's yes. Mother Two. It is Mother Two. Yes, I have played Mother. You've played Mother. So you yeah. really know. So, so yeah. Let me put this into perspective. You've, you've for gone you. off about how terrible Mother. Mother is. One yeah. is bad. <laughs> it is not a good video game, but. It's the same way I felt about Assassin's Creed, where like there's yeah. this weird nostalgia I have for it that makes me want to finish it because I know that the sequel is so good. Right, right. But literally, Mother and Mother Two are the same game. They are the same story almost, just with different characters yeah, yeah. and names and locations. Uh, and but it's it just plays worse. It's on an inferior console, uh, and. Mother and Mother Two is just takes it and makes so, it an actual. Video so game. would that be a sequel? No, or, there, it's or a is sequel. It a, is it a remake that they just put a two on for? No, some it's a sequel. But it's the, te- yeah, it's technically a sequel. Story te- wise. Yeah, can- canonically the stories are very very similar, but they are they ha- do have a continuity to them. Okay, they're separate. Yes. people yeah. separate. Okay, but Wait, is, yeah, Gigas is Gigas is Gug. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, the, I yeah, so the first the story, story, yeah, the first mother game is the story of how Gygus crashed on Earth, right? Uh, yeah. And then the story of Mother Two is how he's trying to take over the world. Um, but yeah, they're essentially the same game, but Mother Two actually makes it a playable video yeah. game. Okay. Man, I forgot. <laughs> now that we've played Earthbound and it's been over six months, and reflecting back on it, that game was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> that game was really cool. I love Earthbound. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Um, okay, my next one, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. On my list. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, like everything else on this list, took Paper Mario to the next level. I don't know if it's a top tier. 
It's a really good yeah. video game, but Paper Mario 64 to me is, is also very is also good. also very good, yeah. And I um, think there's a lot, still a lot of people who prefer the 64 one. What does it do better than 64? I think the writing's a I bit better. I think the combat has a little bit more depth. The characters are more uh, yeah. well-written and more out there and cool. I personally like the uh, levels and areas a lot more. The Glitzville, where you fight Rockhawk, yeah. the, yeah. the battling arena, it was one of my favorite locations probably in all of video games. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I recently acquired the original and I'm planning to play it after I finish Origami King. Oh, nice. So, uh, I've always... Uh, I have it on my Wii I never, shop. I never played it. I yeah. played that game so much as a kid and I haven't played it since I was a kid. I would love to go back and play the original Mario 64. I played it last year. Did you? Yeah. Oh, so good. Have you ever played it, Derek? I've never played it. I've yeah. only played Thousand Year Door and I did recently play through Thousand Year Door again. So I was like, you know what? Instead of doing that, I'll go back and I'll play original. Yeah. I need while to while they are very similar games, I definitely prefer Thousand Year Door. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of Paper Mario 64 that I wasn't a fan of. I felt it was much too linear sometimes. Yeah. Um, but Paper, okay. but Thousand Year Door is kind of like that as well. But, yeah. All right, Adam. So, again, being limited, uh, yeah. you've heard me talk about Dishonored too, but, but just with those two yeah. games, I think there was a, a nice gameplay shift in what it was accomplishing because you do at this time have the choice between the two characters. So this time you have you can pick Corvo, the protagonist from the first game, yeah, yeah, or you can play as Emily, who was the Empress's daughter you save in the first game. So right there, there's that continuation of the story. Like canonically, it's supposed to be Emily's game, mm-hmm. like her story. But then even like gameplay wise, there's a lot more powers to pick from this time. There's a lot more different equipment. Like there's mm-hmm. there's six kinds of different arrows. From the first game, there were only three. Have mm-hmm. you played it, Derek? So yeah. I actually bought it today. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, there, Bethesda was having a sale on the Steam, so I bought that, and I also bought uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. (laughs) (laughs) See, like, when you're playing through it, you might notice that at first, like, it was my initial reaction, like, the levels seem a bit shorter, Mm -hmm. but I think that's because they're not broken down into, like, distinct sub-areas and, you know, loading screen of the first game. Like, did you play the first one? Yeah, I played the first one. So remember how, like, each level was comprised of different areas and, like, each one had a load screen to it? Yeah, But this, these are, like, all these levels are more, like, loaded in immediately. Maybe sometimes there's a bit of a load, but for the most part, it's, like, in one of the first levels you go through, there's, like, six different pathways you could probably take to get to the end. Mm -hmm. So the main difference being you have a lot more variety in how you're going to go about the level, which I think is a big improvement on the first because i definitely tried to add a lot more verticality this time yeah yeah so there's definitely a lot more mobility options in this like it's not just do you want to go left right or up you know it's there's a lot more ways to go i think comparative to the first one yeah i'm excited to play the second and i hope i can add it to my list of best sequels it's pretty good (laughs) i will say all right derek give us your next um (laughs) just pick one titanfall 2 Oh Ooh, yeah! I've heard the campaign for Titanfall two. I've never is played any Titanfall, but I can get behind that one. Yeah, it, I played the first one, mm-hmm. uh, and the first one is like fun, but it's like a pretty bare bones experience. The second one, yeah, it has like an awesome one of the be- one of the best shooter campaigns I've ever played, probably. Wow! Uh, like up there with like Halo, um, and then the it just took what was in the multiplayer and like made it a thousand like. It, it is the base for what Apex Legends is. It's this quick-moving, fast movement. You know, you have all these mobility options. Uh, it's really cool. Um, it did what Call of Duty tried to do with, like, that future gameplay, like, way better. Uh, it's a shame that it wasn't as popular. Um, 
Yeah. But it is a super, super fun game. Uh, if you like mechs or into <laughs> mech games, like you gotta you gotta play it. Um, and it, yeah, it has one of the best uh, one of the best shooter campaigns I think I've ever played. So that, it's that is what I've heard. A pickup and it, awesome. Yeah, it just improves upon the first in every single way. Andrew, uh, guys, Super Smash Bros. Melee. That was gonna be my next <laughs> one. Yeah, <laughs> Melee. Yeah. Uh, what what even needs to be said? Fair. Uh, yeah, the problem with Melee is looking back on it, it's while it is a heavily flawed game. Yes. Competitively, it's aged well. Going back and playing it not competitively is very cumbersome. Yeah, and um, you need to really devote your, the time to it. But in terms but of what like it did from sixty four to Melee, exactly, is yeah. it insane? Yeah, it's in only two years. Yeah, I always forget how close those came out together because every other Smash game is very far spread out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, Melee is such a big, important game. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's huge. It's still being played competitively twenty something years later. Um, so yeah, definitely. 19. Melee. Is it all? I thought it was one. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Um, Left 4 Dead 2. Anyone? Oh, good yeah. one. I, I, maybe, good I think one. I played that a little bit of multiplayer on that at some point. Yeah. It. The levels in the second one are better. Uh, you integrate with the characters from the first one in one of the DLC, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and there, I don't think there was online multiplayer in the first one, right? No, there was. There was. Yeah. There's more zombies or uh, there's more what are they called? Inf- infected. Infected. Yeah. Is that what I are those so. like the super versions that you play as? There's like a special word. Special for infected. Special infected. There's more. <laughs> Is spe- that literally <laughs> what it's called? What there's it. more. There's that's more original. special infected yeah. in Left 4 Dead 2. Um, I don't think it's that crazy of a jump from one to two. I think it's just the small things that made it uh, a little bit better. Um, it was just you know the slight upgrades. Uh, but yeah. Basically, any of Valve's second games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can throw that on the list. Uh, do you have any more on your list, Adam? Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I was having a real issue thinking of any straight-up sequels I've played because the majority of what I played in the past was, mm-hmm. like, series games like, you know, Zelda, Metroid, Mario. So, yeah. like, a lot well, of things I've historically played don't really have a clear... Like, this is clearly a sequel so of this kind of progression. here's the thing. I think you could put Super Metroid on yeah. this list. Yep. I think you could put... I have a Link to the Past. Link to the Past on this list easily. Um, Link to the Past is actually Super one of the few I haven't gotten to. Two. Really? I need to yeah. play. I still need to play. I've only played on, the beginning of Link you to the Past. You played Super Metroid, right? It's on there. It's yeah. on the... Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. It's oh, on I didn't the know Switch, it was on there. Uh, Go the for SNES. it. Link to the Past is really good. Okay, I think that's on my next on my list. I mean, in that frame, I think I'd probably... Maybe want to throw Metroid Prime up there, because that was just... Is that a sequel? Uh, I think that's a reinvention. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of borderline. It's expanding it's, the it's story. It's the same way that Breath of the Wild is. Yeah. I wouldn't really yeah. count yeah. it. Yeah. As so a here's sequel. the th- here's here's my issue. Like those three were like the main three I could think of. If, like past that, it was really hard for me to think of anything I've personally played yeah. from a series that had a clear progression of this is next. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. Okay. Yeah, it's like I don't have as much like honestly like through four years of undergrad I was not as much of an avid gamer as I've been getting back into. Yeah, you I, have. I kind of had a, a very big lull where, like, oh, shit, I've got 20 physics problems to do this month. Hmm. So, you know. I mean, honestly, I'm waiting on Silk Song and Breath of the Wild, which are going to be my next, like, big... Oh, those are two Silk Song. Those are going to be two very oh. highly rated sequels. So those I'm, sure. I'm putting those on the tentative list of I'm going to probably rank those high yeah. when they come out because those are two that are on the radar right now that are very strictly sequels yeah like these are just going yeah. to expand on breath of the wild and hollow knight respectively and i think they're both going to be amazing all right derek what's next jack 2 <laughs> uh i didn't play yeah. the jack and daxter games but i've heard wonderful things 
Yep. Never Jack and Daxter is your your typical collectathon, but Jack Two puts it into twelfth gear. Yeah. And it becomes a third person action game platformer <laughs> <laughs> shooter <laughs> uh, with open world design. It, it yeah. I don't like. You can see. I think um, Naughty Dogs. Uh, they like their transition. Like Jack and Daxter was probably in development when they were still working on Crash Bandicoot. They're like still in this platformer mindset, taking some hints from like Collectathon type games. And then Jack Two, they were like, Nah, nah, we're we're making like action platformer story based games now that are like really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jack Two. Okay, I thought of something a little bit. Save it because okay. we're gonna come back around. Okay. Uh, Borderlands Two. Does it do enough from the first one? Yes, I think so. Because I've played both. Uh, and playing through one is kind of just a chore because it's, especially if you're trying to 100% it, because it's kind of just fetch quest after fetch quest. Go to go to the message board, accept quest, then go to location, kill a monster or two, and then you know go about your day. And there's mm. kind of a story attached to it. And then two takes it, and I think all of the characters are are more interesting the skill trees are probably more diverse uh it and borderlands 2 has so much replay value with all of the derek you know you've played a lot of that right yeah (laughs) i don't know if i agree with you though yeah i don't think it does enough i think it's just more of the same do you yeah i I enjoyed two far more i loved one really i I have. I think if you played one, one so when it came out, times. it was revolutionary, because yeah. you came to it super late, and then you could immediately yeah. go I into one two. One three years ago, and I played two, you know, last year, the year before. That. But when it came out in what two thousand eight, two thousand seven, somewhere in that time frame. Two thousand nine. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I think somewhere in that time frame, like it was revolutionary, yeah. and then you go to the second one, and it's like still really? good, but only the, slightly the, better. I remember. I remember two being revolutionary, like. Back when back when I was starting to get into it, I had a friend who was who was a big Borderlands fan, and yeah. he he was stoked about two, and he wouldn't stop talking about it. I, I mean, I would say like it, two is a good game, but I don't think it does enough to differentiate itself from one. Like one is still like a really good co op like ARPG looter shooter, and two or one did i say two again i don't know know. numbers number one is a good game two is also a really good game and it does have the added bonus of a little better of like a story than one yeah Mm. i I don't know for me i i thought two was was that much of a step up but funny story with that one friend he we started a co-op file on borderlands one because he wanted to show me the game and then he when two came out he traded in one to buy two (laughs) so then we couldn't play it anymore (laughs) Um, all right. Arguably the single greatest NES sequel of all time, Mega Man 2. I have Mega Man on my list. Uh, Mega Man 2 is probably one of the best NES games, period. Up there with Super Mario Bros. 3. Uh, it's quite possibly the best Mega Man game. I would say it probably is, yeah. Um, you could have I an like, argument. I like 3 a lot. You can have an argument for X if you if you want. Oh, I meant, I meant just um, the just, main. Oh, if it's just, yeah, flat out Mega Man, it's Mega Man 2, uh, hands down. Um, way better bosses, better level mm. design. Way more interesting uh, possibilities. More iconic music. Oh, so Wily stage in Mega Man Two, <laughs> so good. The menu music from Mega Man Two, oh, it's also good. Yeah, even Meg- though Mega Man Three's title screen is my favorite. 
Oh yeah, that's a no. Nope, that's two. two. That's two. Um, three is yeah. And yeah, and I showed you the medley from uh, Mega Man Anniversary Collection for the GameCube, the one where it combined yes. those two songs. Yes, but it's been a while since I've, since uh, I've heard I'll it. I'll play it for you after this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Whoo, baby. Um, all right, that was the last one I have on my list. How many do you guys have? I know, Adam, you said you got I one more you thought of. Well, I haven't gotten to it yet, but uh, I think I mentioned a while back, I during the Steam sale for the summer, I got the Bioshock series. Oh, mm-hmm. Bioshock 2, some, dude. Some, Bioshock 2 I've heard is good, but my friends actually told me like if I wanted to play the better one, that I should just skip right to Bioshock Infinite. Really? Yeah, I've heard Infinite's really cool. Don't. I- not play one. Oh, I'm first. I'm definitely yeah. I'm I'm gonna go through the order. I'm playing yeah. one, then two, then infinite. But my friends told me that infinite is just the gameplay, the world is just a lot better than it was in one and two. It just kind of just brings it really forward. I disagree. Ooh. I think two I think one is a still a better game than infinite. Infinite is cool and fun and I really enjoyed it, but I still think one is a better game. Okay. Interesting. Like I said, I haven't played it yet. I was just, you know, going off what I've heard from other sources. Derek, how many do you have left? Uh, the only I think like a real one I have left is uh, Mass Effect Two. Mm, yeah, that was revolutionary. Yeah. Um, I had a really bad experience with the Mass Effect <laughs> games, and I, that's why I didn't continue to play them. I lost four hours of progress because I drove on a rock that I wasn't supposed to drive on and got a game over screen. Uh, and like Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect was soured forever for me because of that. And that's it's really unfortunate. It affected you massively. Exactly. Um, Which is a shame because Mass Effect 2 is like one of the greatest RPGs of all time. Yeah, maybe one day I'll go back to it. Maybe when it inevitably comes to Switch, maybe I'll play Mass Effect 2. Uh, Andrew, what do you got? Um, this is this is a, maybe a stretch, but a bit of a spicy one. Luigi's Mansion 3. Because mm. Luigi's Mansion One, I think, is great, mm-hmm. but it's it, at least playing it today, it's like such a short like concept. And yeah. then Luigi's yeah, Mansion yeah. Dark Moon tries to to make it more of like a video game, but it just doesn't quite hit it. And then Luigi's Mansion Three just brings it all together. Yeah, I can I can actually I can get behind that because yeah. one yeah. played a little bit with you. One is that. a concept. Two tries to expand it, and three takes those expansions from two and and yeah, makes it and nails it. it. Yeah, it's they, really they finally good. get what they were trying to do. In yeah, three. I can get behind that. Um. Do you have any others? Do you want to rapid fire whatever you have uh, left? The only other three I have are Crash 2, Sonic 2, and Majora's Mask. And Majora's Mask is also a bit of a stretch because that's that's my personal bias. Because yeah. It, that's a, like such an iconic game. And because it's I technically think, a sequel Because to- obviously Ocarina of Time is like one of the most revolutionary games ever. Yes. Um, but Majora's Mask takes its formula and turns it into, I think, so much more of a unique experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I love Majora's Mask. It, yeah. Just the things that they do with that game's world in the the Ocarina of Time engine are are amazing. I it's one of my biggest like regrets as a gamer that I can't get past the anxiety of the time, the time travel limit. to play that game. I beat I never beat it. I got to the third dungeon when I was younger, and every time I've tried to go back since, I barely get to the first dungeon. Yeah, I uh, just yeah the the idea of resetting gives me so much anxiety and it's just like i don't want to do it um all right i have one last one as that i just thought of that's cheeky final fantasy 7 remake uh, <laughs> greatest sequel of very, all time very yeah. cheeky Ooh, yes um, that. It, yeah i'll leave it at that <laughs> go listen to our spoiler cast final fantasy 7 remake episode or if you want to just not even bother go listen to the maximum what is it maximilian the spoiler dude co- spoiler uh, it was time? the easy allies yeah oh uh, my god what's the 
spoiler time, spoiler mode, spoiler mode, spoiler yeah. mode with Maximilian, dude. <laughs> the the, the what most is it, the seven the, layers, of the, the the four the four levels, the four levels, the craziest four sin. hours of your life. It's so good, I love it. So I gotta rewatch that. It's just so mind. Yeah. All right, so I think what we can do is if we each pick our top three and see if there's like one that pops up in all or most of ours, maybe we can kind of. Narrow down. No, it's Portal 2. It's Portal 2. Is it Portal I feel 2? I like it's Portal 2. I think it's Portal 2. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Portal 2. Portal 2 is the gra- one of the greatest video games of yes, all time. Honestly. Yeah. E- easily the best sequel of all time. Portal, it's my number two favorite. Was it number yeah, two number on my two. list? Yeah. 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 Portal 2 is the greatest sequel of all time, <laughs> yeah. everybody. All right. there's no, no, there's no there's debate. There's no debate. <laughs> yeah. Right, we're done with <laughs> that. It, moving on. It was on everybody's list. I do think you want to do an honorary two through four? Two through four? What's the trivia? Yeah, what's your top two that aren't Portal 2? Mine's Pokemon. That I played? Yeah. Uh, gold, silver. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Gold, silver, Earthbound. and Halo Three are mine. I'll, I'll throw Gold, silver on mine. Yeah. And then I can play it probably uh, Dishonored. Yeah, I can still. agree with Gold, silver also being okay. Being okay. Wait, can we make a definitive <laughs> top three? Portal Two, Gold, silver. I don't know. I, I think that I think three. that ends I'd, my overlap put, with you guys. I'd probably put Earthbound up there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, right under that would be Ori and Assassin's Creed. Okay, we're not going to agree on yeah, three. No. But the fact I, that we can collectively agree on two, two? that's, that's impressive. impressive. Yeah. Melee? Is, what? Maybe Melee? Mm. Uh, uh, I still don't even consider it a sequel. So. Really? Yeah. Listen, oh, Pepsi Man. You listen here, Pepsi Man. Can that be the title? Listen here, Pepsi Man. I'll write it down. We'll I don't know. We already happens. have a lot. <laughs> uh, I have a lot written down. This was a very silly episode. All right, let's move on to the Mega Bye. What? What? That's the trivia for those who uh, don't know. I just uh, shed a proud tear. Yeah, <laughs> I remembered to say it, Andrew. Thanks. Um, all right, so the trivia this week is based on sequels. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think this one- Who could have guessed it? This one ramps up pretty good, I think. I oh, think yeah? it starts nice and easy and gets real hard at the end. <laughs> okay. So it's going to be real fun. Uh, all right, so let's do this. I hope the final question is just wrong. I hope, I hope <laughs> it's no, literally No, my trivia is rarely wrong. Um, we got Andrew. We episode got zero Derek, begs we got to differ. Adam. <laughs> what was episode? Episode zero, you well, had the Pokemon wrong trivia, TM. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 That's that, the one that, that episode doesn't there. count, though. That's why it's zero. <laughs> Question number one. What boss is the counterpart to Master Hand, which was introduced in Super Smash Bros. Melee? Like I said, starting out pretty easy. I think you can all figure this one out nice and easy. Adam. Crazy Hand. Crazy Hand. Pepsi. It is Crazy Hand. He's a, he's a giant master globe hand that is, just is Coca-Cola Hand. Coca-Cola <laughs> Coke Hand. <laughs> it's Pepsi Hand and Coke Nail. Uh, question number two. In Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, what is the name of the first companion you get? I have a hint if you think you need it. Please. It's a Goomba. I knew it was a Goomba, but I... That's your hint. The partner is a Goomba. Having, Andrew definitely knows. I know that. I, th- I have a feeling playing the opening of Paper Mario this morning is really going to help me out with this. Wait, one. did you play the opening of Paper <laughs> no, Mario? No, the original Paper Mario. Uh, but but the, not the naming conventions yeah. are in, fresh in my head. Uh, oh, okay. All right, Adam, we'll have you go first. I want to say Patty for some reason. Derek? Goombella? Goombella. It oh, is shit. Goombella. Because yeah. it, it's Goomba and Goomba and Goombro. <laughs> Goombario. Or, yeah, Goombario. So Andrew <laughs> and Derek get points. Question number three. Arguably one of the coolest secret bosses in all of video games, Pokemon Trainer Red, the protagonist from the first game, awaits you at the top of Mount Silver. He has almost the same exact party he would have had in the first game. What is the only Gen 2 Pokemon that Pokemon Trainer Red has in Pokemon Silver? 
Ooh. Yep. Put, you can you can you can I math think, this I think one I know, out. I think I know this one. I know it. I think I'm probably I might be wrong. Who knows? I have a hint that will 100% give it away. There are uh, 100 options. <laughs> yeah, there are 102 Pokemon. You have a 1% chance of just completely yeah. guessing. Just guess yeah. a Gen 2 Pokemon, Derek. Uh, you're gonna go first, so yeah. whenever you're ready, just okay. Uh, it's gonna be the. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Say something. Actually, the is wrong. Typhlosion. All right, Andrew. Espeon. Adam. Espeon. It is Espeon. Yeah. He had an Eevee and he chose to evolve it into yeah, an Espeon. His other ones Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur, Venusaur Pikachu, Lapras. Pikachu, Snorlax. If, if you asked me to name him, I would have put Lapras. So thank you. I knew it had to Wasn't be. Wasn't it Lapras in Gold Soul Silver? What is it? I think he it might. If I swear to God, he has a Lapras at some point. I'm gonna I think up. I think SPM was only in the original. Heart. I think they changed it back to Lapras Gold. for the reboot. Pokemon. No, wait. Heart Gold. Soul Silver. No. Uh, oh yeah, no, that was right. Pokemon Trainer Red, or Pokemon Trainer Red. <laughs> Remember when I thought I was clever? Um, oh wait, that's just the Wikipedia page for red, <laughs> the color red. No, uh, yeah, he has a Lapras and no Espeon in Heart Gold Soul Silver. Cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool. All right, Andrew has gotten all the questions right so far. Question number four in Mega Man Two: no. What weapon is the final boss, which is an alien, weak against? It's a it's a pretty iconic thing. Andrew, do, do I have to name the weapon, or can I name the power it's based off of? Um, that'll be up to interpretation. I think it, there's like a keyword, and if you get the keyword right, I'll give it I, to you. Yeah, I know uh, that. Derek at least. looks like he might have figured it out. Or might have. Adam, uh, I never played this one. So nothing? You're not gonna I'm guess? I'm gonna guess. All right, give me a guess. Like the the leaf spinner. Ooh, okay, thing. that's a good guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said wind. Wind. It's the bubble shooter. It is the bubble. Uh, it's called bubble lead. Bubble, bubble lead. lead. Yep. Or Weird. lead. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced lead. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So you just shoot bubbles at this alien and he dies instantly. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Uh, basically guarantees his win there. I I beaten Mega Man two twice. I love Mega Man two. And can one. Andrew get the perfect round? Ooh. Let's see. Magic. Okay. The Super Mario Bros. 2 that was released in the United States was a reskin of what Famicom game? It looks like Andrew knows yeah, what I it is. He does. Yeah. Yeah, I got Super it. Super Mario Bros. 2 was a reskin. Yes. So the in Japan, their Super Mario Bros. 2 is what we got as the lost levels. Mm-hmm. And then Super Mario Bros. 3 was a we was a universe or a international same release but we got a different version of super mario bros 2 and it was a reskin of a famicom game famicom game what is the name of it hmm derek's thinking really hard is it somewhere in the back of his mind i think i might yeah i got a it's a random bit of trivia i think i heard one time before okay should i give a hint do you want a hint, Derek? I have a pretty oddly specific hint. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm going to figure it out. So does that mean you want a hint or no? Sure, give me a hint. It's an onomatopoeia. It's an onomatopoeia. You're very far away from your microphone. It's an onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> what does onomatopoeia mean again? Uh, Wham! Uh, yeah, oh. it's it's a, a sound effect that is oh, spelled mind, out. My, my guess is bad. Then. Yeah, Crack, yeah, but spelled K-R-A-K. Thwack? <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think I'm going to have a, All right. a, a guess. Do you guys even want to have a guess? Uh, I want to hear their guesses. The reskin of a Famicom, Famicom game. Can, can Derek and I confer? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we phone yeah. a friend. Okay, what do you think? Thomp, <laughs> you want to confer? Yeah, I have no thomp. idea. <laughs> I'm going to go with thomp. Thomp? Adam? <laughs> thwomp. I'm going to go with Derek's, yeah. Thomp uh, and thwomp. It is Doki Doki Panic. It is Doki it, Doki Panic. Doki Doki is the Japanese onomatopoeia for a heartbeat. Oh, uh, okay. Doki, Doki Doki. So, I'm really confused. Okay. So the Super Mario Brothers 2 game. So, there's a game that it's on the Famicom in Japan. Called, called Doki, Doki Doki, Doki Panic. Panic. This is and it's Super Mario Brothers Two. This is Doki but, Doki Panic. So Super Mario Brothers Two. And they oh just God, turned yeah. it into a Super Mario game. And oh, gave it look at that. That yeah okay yeah that makes sense that's okay cool. that's actually really cool. I learned something. That, and that, that's that's a, where like the weird Birdo thing came yeah, from. That's a cool trivia fact, right? That's a good one. So uh, question number five. Andrew got it right. Oh, here's a here's a comparison of Super Mario Bros. and Doki Doki Panic. It's almost the same thing. They just changed some yeah, of the character sprites. The yeah. sprites. All the levels and whatnot are all the same. Okay. Um, okay. Andrew got a perfect score. Damn. Wow. You're Congratulations, right. Andrew. Sequels. Do we have a sound effect for that yet? Not like Derek's. All right. Here is the tiebreaker. What is if you get this, Andrew? You won't get it. What is the average level of all of Pokemon or Pokemon Trainer Red's party in Gold and Silver? Give me a decimal. A decimal? Wait, decimal? Yes. Like, or I can if you get it to the nearest rounded whole number, I'll give it to you. But there is a decimal to it. There's a decimal. Yeah. So you have to think. Can I take a guess at least? I will. I'll. I'll list the Pokemon to you. There's Pikachu, Espeon, Snorlax. Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur. What is the average level of his party? Do you want to give it a guess, Adam? I'll give it a guess. I'm going to go with 84.3. I said 67.6. That's wrong. <laughs> I think Andrew's actually trying to do math. Yeah, Andrew is trying to do the math. <laughs> I just take a guess because I can't win this anyway. Because I don't remember the exact level numbers either. 82.5. No, <laughs> uh, it is seventy six point six. Oh, his Pikachu is eighty one. Is that, that the highest oh. one? And that is his highest. I one. remembered that he had one at eighty one. I thought he had one at eighty eight. So did I. I thought nope. the Pikachu was eighty eight. Venus. Did they change it in Heart Gold? I think they. I think they buffed him up in Heart Gold. Oh, I've, only, I've only played Heart Gold recently. I've uh, played five hundred hours Heart. into that game. Heart. Yeah, I think in Heart Gold it's also the Pikachu's eighty eight. Let's see, Pokemon Red. No. Mount Silver. Here we go. 88 is the Pikachu. 84, 84, 84, 80, 82. That's what I was remembering. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so both you and I Wait, are closer. The Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise are 77. The Snorlax is 75. Espeon is 73. Wait. Can we average the hard gold ones. How close is I? Uh, what it was your guess? 82.5. I said 84.3. That 82.5 is too low. It I would said be, 67.7. It would be, let's see, 80, 84, 80. It would probably be close to like 84 and a half. So Adam would have been very close. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Because I was banking off the eight level 88 Pikachu like you were. Yeah. Nope. Wrong game. Sorry. Oh, yeah. well. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Game Sharks podcast. Uh, dot com. Sorry. You can find our website, www.thegamesharks.com. Maybe we'll put an article. Derek's watching a video of his dog. Is that your dog? Yeah, it's my dog. This dog's named after a porn star. 
That's not true. Mia. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, send us an email, gamesharkspodcast at yahoo.com. People have been really killing it with the emails lately. Keep it up. It's really great to hear from you all. Feel free to ask us questions. We had great discussion questions like about Fall Guy and yeah. Master Chief and Smash. What do you think is the greatest video game sequel of Did all time? Did we miss anything? Is it just Portal 2? Are we right? Is it Shrek 2? <laughs> is there, yeah, is the there a game that we didn't Who, bring up? Which is technically not a sequel no, to there was no Shrek the Shrek one. video game. Yeah. Wait, was there no Shrek 1 video I, game? I think they only made a Shrek 2. It's a, it's, a, it's a video game based on the sequel of a movie, so I'm going to count it. Is it like the Goonies 2, which is a video game that's a sequel to the Goonies movie, but there was no Goonies 1 video game? Ooh. Ooh I should have made that a trivia question. <laughs> um... All right, yeah. Send us an email at GameSharksPodcast at Yahoo.com. And maybe send us what our sign-off can be, because I still haven't thought of one. Uh, uh, But until next time, (laughs) doki-doki. Bye. (laughs) 